Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting FilmSack. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSack12 and use the code FilmSack12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. 18 hours ago, we lost a chopper carrying a cabinet minister and his aide in this charming little country. We've got a transponder fix on their position. About here. This cabinet minister, does he always travel on the wrong side of the border? Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, Mind of the Very Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind, episode 513. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. How's a guy supposed to suck water from these branches with all this alien shit going on, Dunaway? Mmm, it's, uh, tastes like, ugh, Tree. Gross water. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> I'm Carl Weathers' right arm. No, over here. You're on the right. You may remember me from such movies as Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 4, and Rocky 3. Sure, I've done other things, like football in the early 70s and later on some TV appearances. Oh, and that one time in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, opposite Richard Dreyfuss' potato pile, who acted better. It's a tie. Anywho, I've been hitting the gym pretty hard these days, preparing for my latest role that pits me against Arnold Schwarzenegger's right arm. It's going to be epic. Arnold, you son of a bitch! Mid-air arm muscle arm hug. Locked and engaged. Yeah. Look at that flex. It's like porn for bodybuilders. I mean, just look at that oily, buttery, smooth vein. Ugh. Wait. Hold on a second. What's that, back? You say you saw something in the woods, and now you must annihilate it. I'm in. Brr. Yeah. Brr. Oh, is that the sound of a chain gun? Anyone got one better? Brr. Brr. Anybody? No? What's that? Is that Chewbacca? What is it? Yeah. Look at those arm muscles jiggle. Hey, can arms have penises? It's like porn for bodybuilders. Oh, I guess that's too far, right? Too far for this movie, really? Whatever this movie humble brags about the size of a lady's vagina. Twice. Hey, look. Is that the demon who makes trophies of men? Is he headed this way? No, I've been severed from Carl Weathers' torso. But who will feed me my steroids and flex me on the daily? Nope. Wait. I still have a gun. Anybody better? Okay, Randy, you son of a bitch, get to the chopper! Oh my god! Hey, do you guys think that uh, Carl's Weathers' arm is still in that Central American jungle? I mean, he doesn't it's have still, it. And still pulling the trigger too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's still yeah. I mean, oh, we didn't man. see it in uh, Happy Gilmore or uh, Little Nicky. That's right. Shows Peterson. Yeah, yeah no in Mandalorian. I don't ever see his arm. Yeah, what's going never on. see it. No, nope. uh, that was that actually happened. It's in the jungle going. <laughs> Still pulling <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I was I was so hoping someone would have like just the de facto a chain gun noise. But I have I'm a like, terrible okay, chain I gun. By, I don't burr, know how to burr, do burr, it. Burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends. Uh, well, well done. Also with us, Randy. That one time he went full ham on the forest. Uh, Jordan. Oh. 
Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. <clears throat> so I went to my girlfriend and I said, I'll give you $20 if you let me do you with the lights on. And you know what she said? She said, paint my house. <laughs> That's just a little joke to break the ice, folks. Thank you for coming out to this talk and book signing for my new book, Driving Miss Guatemala, about how I escaped our species' first encounter with an alien hunter with both of my arms still attached to my body. Mm. And you can too, as long as you follow my three easy steps. Number one, bring a lot of ammunition with you everywhere you go. Every person in this room needs to hit the gym right now and keep going until you can carry at least 900 pounds. Not a single round that you shoot will hit the badly camouflaged enemy that you can clearly see standing in those trees, but you'll be glad that you shot it all because now your gear is lighter. Number two. Face paint! From now on, your ticket to survival is covering your face in dark colors. The ultimate face paint is cold, wet mud. And we're selling my all-new mud bath kits in the lobby right now. Number three. The best way to survive this alien invasion is to set up camp with a bunch of your friends. Run a loud engine and play cards out in the open where anyone could surprise attack you. But the alien never will. He'll be fine. <laughs> wow. I like your game show. I subscribe to yeah, it. Yeah, it happened just like that. Yeah, just like, just that. like that. Pretty good. Also, and finally, Brian, Action Jackson only got one oh. arm now. Ibit. That's right. He's half price, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey. Look at uh, that's that. pretty good. Oh, uh, oh, hi, sweetie. <laughs> yes. Daddy's still on his business trip. Can you put my. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, wow. All that happened at school today? Okay, that's great. Could you put mommy on the. F- uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, it's very exciting. Well, I'm going to bring you something home from this trip. Would you like another alien skull? You're getting quite the collection. <laughs> okay, well, this call is going to cost me a fortune. Could you put Mommy on the phone? Okay, bye, sweetie. Hi, hun. Yeah, it's it's going okay. Yeah, the space Uber dropped me off in the exosphere, so I had to fly the rest of the way to the surface. What a pain in the butt. Yes, yes, I'm eating fine. No, I'm not just eating the skins. I'm eating the healthy parts, too. I know. I know. Got to take care of the old ticker. Hmm? Oh, yeah. I, I killed him yesterday. Yeah. I, huh? Oh, the weather. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Carl. No, the weather's okay. Uh, it's it's really drizzly, and you know how the humidity makes my hair all curly? Dad. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really trying to put myself out there this trip. You know, make new friends. You know, yeah, we both know how long it can take me to come out of my shell on these trips. <laughs> I want to see that family sitcom with uh, <laughs> right. the Predator. The Predator family. Yeah. Oh my I need gosh. the wife to remind, on Disney Plus. I need the wife to remind him to brush both of his teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All two Damn it. I should have added that. Can I add that in? Uh... Yeah, we can do it in post. <laughs> post? It's the magic, yeah. magic of, of editing. We can put it in there. Uh, hey, everybody, if you didn't get it already, we're, we saw the Predator. Uh, or the, sorry, excuse me. Predator, not the Predator. Yeah, not don't, the don't predator. put a the in there. You'll, you'll fast forward get a little the wrong too far. Movie. Yeah, yeah, but here's what's weird. Uh, Shane Black, who made all the vagina jokes. Yeah, uh-huh. in this movie is uh, uh, they were pussy jokes, Scott. Oh, oh my excuse gosh, me. they were. I was I wasn't sure if I was going to say it, and I'm glad Ibbett said it because I was like, for some reason, 
I could say penis and vagina, but when I get over to that word, I'm like, mm, I know it's I'm a little just talking th- about a cat. Yeah, it's just a kitty. No. Yeah, it's just, it's a, just kitty. a cat. Because I'm a man of a certain age who watches movies, I will be referring to him as Egon for the rest of this film. Oh, okay, this cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His, uh, his glasses right? help out. But uh, Shane Black, you may that name is going to make a bunch of people at home go, "Wait, Shane Black? Wait, that's the director writer guy." Yeah, it is. He wrote Lethal Weapon. He wrote Lethal Weapon yeah. Two, The Last Boy Scout, uh, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight, Lethal Weapon Iron Four, Iron Man Three. He directed Iron Man Three. In fact, uh, oh, directed it too. Wow. Yeah, okay. he, he wrote and directed Iron Man Three, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Edge, The Nice Guys, and The Predator, uh, and and Doc Savage is his thing he's working on now. But that The Predator movie. Uh, that's a weird thing. You're one, you're one weird actor yeah. moment, like your second acting gig where you're in a predator movie, <clears throat> you tell two vagina jokes and then you're dead <laughs> and you get hired to direct the predator freaking movie, the remake in 2018. I love your jokes in that movie. Yeah. We want yeah. you to direct something for us. Yeah. It's crazy. But Shane Black's like a, I mean, he's all over the place. He writes stuff and what a yeah. year he must've been having in 87 when this thing comes out, he's got lethal weapon. He wrote it that year. That came out the same. Is year that what he was writing on the plane? Yeah, it was writing that on the plane. <laughs> That's what he was writing. Yeah, uh, he wrote the Monster Squad, which I didn't. I don't know if that was any good or not. But uh, I love the Monster Squad. Oh, the, Wait, the Wolfman has nerds. Wolfman has nerds. Yeah. yeah, I could have sworn we watched it here. We did watch it here. Did we watch it here? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, totally no, watched it here. We did. <laughs> I forgot we yeah, saw you this. Know how it is, Scott. No, <laughs> I totally forgot we saw this. Right, this is the one with the kids yeah. in it. Right, okay. Yeah, right. Classic like the, monster movie. The classic monster superhero team. Right. Nice. Okay, I guess we did see this. Yeah, Tom Noonan was in it. All right, we've been. It, it all comes full circle. But the point is, man, freaking Shane Black, like just a weird, yeah, weird deal. And here weird he is trajectory in this. on this guy, like. uh Pick a lane. Yeah. And, right. you know, are you? Do one thing. I was I was fine with him. Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Just, yeah, go ahead and you can go ahead and off him. Go ahead and just do that. You can just go ahead. Just, oh, yeah, I was fine with him dying. Him. That okay. was fine. Um, yeah, I, knew, I remember everybody did. He did first, right? I no. mean, if you don't count the... Uh, right. The wait, villagers and stuff. Wait, who died first? Was it him? Oh, yeah. Well, of, our group, of, our, of our group that we of our core group, were familiar yeah. with. Oh, yes, right. Hawkins was the first... Right. first to go he met yeah. uh he was chasing after uh their their uh their hostage their hostage yeah. and uh yeah they and so yeah he went and it's kind of a predictable thing when you get you know you've got your your group and you know that this the 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 uh, antagonist is going to be peak, uh, picking them off one by one right it's always going to be the maybe slightly skeevy or pervy or in this case just bad jokes <laughs> so the audience so the audience yeah. feels okay about it they're like right, you know, exactly like, yeah it's like the, but <laughs> the teenagers that are doing like getting it on in the wrong place kind yes. of thing you know they're the first to die yeah always yeah, those and are then, always my favorites i don't know if it's happened a million times or if it just happened once but i always think of uh, stupid teenagers and college students always getting skewered together. It's always like, it seems like they get stabbed together. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Just once in uh, Friday the 13th. Is the only yeah, I think it's just that one time, but for some it, reason, yeah. it feels like every time. Yeah, me. but yeah. it may as right. well be. It's usually the guy getting completely slaughtered while the girl thought she was making out with him or something. Right, and she right. looks at him, he's, go, he's going, yeah. and she's going, she starts screaming and, and she goes, like, out. Oh, yeah. that's a little too much tongue. Oh my God, it's your entire tongue. <laughs> <laughs> gross uh, also always the uh reverse order of how much you got paid 
I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not it's not perfect, right? Because the way the script works, you need Bill Duke to uh lapse into some kind of mournful uh fugue over losing his friend Blaine. Mm-hmm. Right? What a weird, so, what a weird and, connection between So like mm-hmm. you you know Jesse mm-hmm. Ventura made more money on this movie than Bill Duke, but right. Bill Duke survives him. I'm just saying, generally speaking, you can like start at the bottom and go, okay, so Shane Black probably got paid 500 bucks. He's going out, uh, you know, uh, Richard. So you're Richard, thinking hourly? Yeah. <laughs> hourly for Shane <laughs> yeah, Black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, everybody loves Sonny Landham, but the, you can tell by the fact that he's the tracker, that he's the one the jungle hunter is going to come after yeah. quickly, you know? Yeah. 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 He was great, though. Man, that dude was cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and I feel the worst for for uh, can, okay. So he's our Native American actor in this film, you yeah. know, which yeah, is which is you know they that that happened it, that we weren't you know we had trackers who were Native Americans because they were good at it, <laughs> and uh, but I did always get his character confused because I kept wanting to call him Poncho because I'm so ignorant and wanted to call uh, <laughs> I wanted to call. Billy Poncho and flip it with a uh, Poncho. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I have them like. mixed up in my head too. Right. The Richard Well, Chaves. because I'm ignorant and yeah. I'm like, uh, Poncho sounds like a Native American name. Whereas I would Billy actually, sounds like right. something else. I would don't make the I'd make the argument that Richard Chaves is the one of the better actors in this movie, even though right. he seems like yeah. a small character. He he's the He's like the scared guy that you have in Aliens and everything else. Every other movie, action movie, you got a guy who's kind of freaking out all the time and is religious and keeps crossing his heart every time yes. something bad happens and mm-hmm. all that. But he really sold it. I thought that guy was great. Yeah. Yeah. I think my I, my shared viewing experience with this is I had uh, my fiance with me and she was watching it and she said, her after she stopped rolling her eyes, Somebody always has to be Catholic in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Guatemala or you're in the Americas. How about yeah. that? You're in the Americas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like like 70% of us in the Americas. Yeah. yeah. The, the Catholicism was an unstoppable force at one point, and uh, yeah. it makes yeah. sense, I guess. But, yeah, I really like – I liked his role. But there's some things about this movie, like all the stuff of Shane Black, I just didn't, never knew until yesterday because I just never bothered to look. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there were a few other things, like – Peter Cullen is the voice of the predator, meaning like all the weird noises and stuff were his screams uh, or the, yeah, the, the, the horrendous laugh cries. at the end is his, which is a huge mistake. We'll get to that later. Yes. Well, and and yes. Brian Dunaway, you need to know, uh, the guy who played Poncho, Richard Chavez was right. also uh, a native American. The actor is of native American descent. Interesting. And, and he has the craziest bio. I like went down the hole cause I just couldn't believe that he grew up as a dependent of the United States Marine Corps. Oh, wow. Hmm, okay. So he was like an orphan in, right. in, at, and he went to a, a school that was on a Marine Corps base or something like that. Mm. And then he just slept at night in some Marine Corps barracks as a kid. Hmm. Was he orphaned or something? I mean, yeah, what, yeah. That's, okay. that's what we, yeah, yeah, that's what we're led to believe by his story. And that's, that's Poncho, the, the guy who played Poncho, Richard Chavez. Yeah. It's just like, it's so it just, wow. I can't wrap my head around the idea that this ever happened, much less that this happened, I don't know, in the 1960s. Yeah. He's got a really yeah. interesting look. He's half, uh, or he's, he's, uh, let's see, Cherokee and Scottish. Uh, interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and his Scottish is kind of showing up in his later years. If you look at his more recent pictures, it's like, mm. okay. Yeah. I see you, Scotsman. Yeah. You could see him going, ah, get off me, kilt. I guess that's Irish. <laughs> 
Get off me kilt. Uh, <laughs> You're sitting on me kilt. What is that? But uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, you know that this guy and the other guy were cast or typecast m- multiple times because you look at their list and like he has character names. Like he played Chief in in one thing, and he mm-hmm. played he played Colonel Paul Ironhorse in the War mm-hmm. of the Worlds TV series. And yeah. You know when. As soon yeah. as they give someone the name Paul Ironhorse, they're they're typecasting you. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. right, a little bit. He hasn't done much lately. I guess the last real credit he has is 2010, and then something, some brief thing in 2016, but not not working a ton these days. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the most of these guys are still alive, with the exception of Bill Duke, or I'm sorry, Bill Duke's still alive. Sonny Landham uh, passed away at 77. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was old, wow. older in this. That dude was real. Yeah, I can't believe right. I can't yeah, believe they're yeah. still alive. Like, how is Jesse Ventura still kicking around? I know, like, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jesse the other Ventura. governor. He's so like his. If you said if you said in 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 1987, quick pick two actors who are going to be governors eventually. Yeah, not these two. Yeah, not him and Arnold. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, it's funny they had. I guess they had kind of an on set rivalry between the two because Arnold lost a bunch of weight for the role. To get just leaner and thinner. And he looks it. He looks, you know, not thin, but mm-hmm. he looks, you know, I don't know. Just he looks like the best shape of his life, honestly. This is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. I should say this right up front. It's my favorite Arnold movie. If I mention that, I may not have. Yeah. This is my favorite. Yeah. And I think it's my this is favorite. the first time I felt like Arnold finally put it all together. I mean, I love Commando. Yeah, Commando's love awesome. Terminator, but I really mm-hmm. felt like everything was hitting. Like all the this, pistons this, were firing for this one. Yeah, this was like phase two. This is like phase two Arnold launching a proper and this was like right. the beginning of that, I I feel like. And he just, in the prime of his physique, I also mm-hmm. think he does some of his best actual acting of his career in here. There are yes. moments that are terrible, but he's mm-hmm. uh, there are other moments that are subtle and good, and, and he kind of pulls it off. But what I loved about the, the trivia story on this was that I guess Ventura was stoked that his arm thickness, like the circumference of his... <laughs> of his bicep was bigger than Arnold's at the time because Arnold had lost a bunch right. of weight and he thought that was great. But what I think is great <laughs> is that everybody on set got diarrhea except for Arnold and the director. <laughs> That's what's great. Brought his own, brought his own food. Probably. Yeah, he, like, brought his, he brought cans and cans of Ovaltine. Yeah. Right. I want to, I want to ask the Bryans to uh, pick their favorite Schwarzenegger films, but Please don't make me choose. I I can't choose, guys. This is like it is a really is, tough thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there's like a there's like a moment in my life where I'm like finally old enough to just go to the to the video store and rent this stuff for myself and watch it. Yeah, and and like my parents can't do anything about it. Like mm-hmm. if they if they make the mistake of going out just the two of them, I'm back at home with VHS tapes that I went and rented, and I'm watching whatever I want. I'm like 15 or something, mm. and Every one of these movies is just so important to me because mm-hmm. of that, like Commando and Total Recall and Running Man and so on. Like I just every one of them is mm. is is a huge thing in my memory, you know? Sure. Yeah, it's right. really it's hard for me not to just jump right to Total Recall because I I feel like that is the the perfect pairing of cheese that goes with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Uh, for me, I mean, t- uh, Terminator Two, you know, probably the the um one of his best, if not the best, oh, yeah. performances, or, or I'm sorry, the best movies around an Arnold Schwarzenegger there performance. Right, he never really has to do a lot of acting. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. No, he just needs to be this say, massive presence. Mm. Yeah, yeah, massive. I I gotta say that yes, 
I mean, Total Recalls, a no-brainer. Predators, a no-brainer. Yeah. The one that I actually enjoyed Arnold in more than uh, maybe the con- maybe the the product around him was lowered down a little bit, but as an older Terminator in Terminator Genesis, mm. I really mm. enjoyed what he had there. That was I the most recent his, one. I've, yeah. I, I can't keep track of I need numbers. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the one where he reunites with uh, uh, Sarah. Right. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. I, I, I like, I like these later films where he's just, as far as his performance, I like goes. him right now in general, like anything he's in yeah. uh, old Arnie is a, is a fun watch. Yeah. I wish there was more. I wish he'd get I love that movie. He did with the donkey and the, uh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess that was just a movie he filmed in his, yeah, it was uh, just his house. It was oh, his TikTok. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it's those a, videos during the yeah, you know, it's such pandemic. A, it's such a confirmation that he is a full entertainer, that he's a like a real, yeah. completely rounded entertainer, that mm-hmm. he can just put a camera, he can put a phone on a on a selfie stick and start, you know, talking and we all watch it because it's so entertaining. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think I think also for me this uh, which you know is your favorite Arnie movie. I think it depends on how the question is phrased because if it's like you can only watch one more Arnie movie, uh, uh, you know, like I'm and you're dying tomorrow or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just watched Predator, I wouldn't choose it. Mm-hmm. I would probably sure. I would probably choose something like Last Action Hero or Raw Deal, <laughs> with, yeah, which yeah. we've seen here on FilmSec. And I I don't know exactly what that means. You know, like I. I guess Last Action like- Hero has this like special spot in my heart, mm-hmm, and Raw right. Raw Deal uh, is a sh- just surprisingly good movie somehow. Mm-hmm. Huh. I like yeah, seeing. I like for me then. If it yeah. was one, you yeah. can only see one more <laughs> Schwarzenegger movie. You can say, let's do True Lies. Let's go out with uh, you know, yeah. True Lies quality. is awesome. True Lies is. I such like a- him when he's happy. It it yeah. makes me happy to see yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger happy. And when he's so, like, happy and being and goofy and smiley like that, it's actually it yeah. feels like you're getting the most genuine of the performances out of him. Everything else feels like right. well, you need to look stern and angry and and focused and whatever, and that that all just has a, a veneer of falsehood to it. But when yeah. you get let him kind of cut loose a little bit, I don't know. There's something something opens up, and that's why I think I like him when he's uh, now when he does jobs now. It just feels like I'm getting more of who that dude is and less of right what they were making him be back then i mean twins was not a good movie but i sure did enjoy watching him just be silly aren't they doing a follow-up called triplets hold on oh no yeah Yeah, this is happening this is happening so ivan reitman uh is directing it it's got schwarzenegger i mean i take back every good thing i said about arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) it's got schwarzenegger eddie murphy and danny devito are all coming to be in this thing and ivan reitman's (laughs) doing it i'm down with this so eddie murphy is gonna be the uh but I assume so. It says uh, Julius yeah. and Vincent Benedict discover they have a third sibling. I assume Eddie Murphy's the third sibling. I mean, I would see this just because that sounds real dumb. Oh, well, but, of course. Yeah. You know. I hope I hope we're still in the era when uh, stuff like this goes to theaters and to HBO Max on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to pay for this. I ain't paying money for that. <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. No, I don't give me any amount of money for that. Um, I'll, but t- anyway. I'll tell you another thing. Like the, the two Arnie movies before this are uh, Commando and Raw Deal. Mm-hmm. And this movie does something that surprised me as I'm watching it last night. It distinguishes itself from those. Mm. And especially Commando. Commando seems like it would be really hard to get apart from when you're making Predator the next year, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't even, I don't remember a moment watching Raw Deal where I was like, oh, that's just, 
you know, a different take on something from Commando. No, mm. they, they're not. The, they're not at all related. No. And this, no. and I also don't feel like this has. I don't know. They, t- to me, this feels like a completely different film, which is weird because Arnold's just being, you know, sort of tough, impervious dude who's in charge and you know is strong and all that. He's kind of the same guy in all of them, but I don't know. They're 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 positioned in such a way they don't feel like he's it, just repeating the. This the role. is uh this is the, uh, it's kind of surprised me to watch this movie critically. I didn't realize until I got to the bonus features on this uh, film. Oh, that's right. You watch this just for the record. You watch this on like some kind of Blu-ray 3d special edition deal. Right. 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 Exactly. And, uh, I watched this, I watched the like extras and things and everything, uh, that was in the extras had no audio because it never made it to post because they cut it before then. And I realized going back and watching that this movie is one of those movies where you can eliminate I mean, everything was just filmed with no sound. Almost all the sound was done in post. And so visually, this is a pretty striking movie. Well, it's also uh, impressive. Yeah. What you just told me is very impressive because I never once went, oh, look at all this ADR that's happening. I never felt that. Right. Way. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. I really I didn't notice There's it. a couple of times where someone's talking and their lips aren't moving. Their yeah. mouth is yeah. totally closed. I noticed yeah. that once and I can't remember when it was or who it was that was talking, but I, did, I do remember saying, like, all right, that's definitely not that person talking. Yeah. Right. But it's impressive. Like, uh, that's pretty impressive because most of the time that's just terrible. And this oh, isn't yeah. so bad. Like, I think a lot of this comes down to the director, John McTiernan. Um, this dude mm. would do Die Hard the very next year. Imagine another action wow. director from that era who has that resume. Right. These classic, right. you know, people look at these these two particular movies as two of the most, you know, groundbreaking 80s era Iconic. action movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Die Hard is, you cannot deny the... <laughs> The, you know, the, the impact tissue. Impact. Yeah, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he's at the height of his career. If there's anything that bums me out about any of this, it's just that McTiernan Corner kind of petered out around the early aughts and really hasn't done much. Like Rollerball, I think, just took a lot out of him. That's his third. That's his third film that, that they always name. And I love that mm-hmm. we've now watched all three. Have we seen that. Rollerball? <laughs> I don't remember. Did we do it? I, I don't know if we, we did. did. Have, did we? Right? I don't know. Oh, please don't. Uh, don't even look. Don't, don't even look. Let's I don't keep know moving. if we have. <laughs> we need to find out. But like, we need to do Thirteenth Warrior. <clears throat> That's one of his best movies. That movie's awesome. Right. Um, but look at all these great movies: The Thomas Crown Affair, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Last Action Hero, Medicine Man. You ever lose your car keys? Hunt for Red October came right after Die Hard. Like, it's a short list. But it's a great list, and the dude's still yeah. youngish, yeah. and I don't know why he's not still making movies. Maybe, maybe Rollerball really left him irritated. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm looking at uh, some of the stills from Rollerball. I don't think I don't think I've seen Rollerball, so I don't think we've seen Rollerball. Well, let's see. We can- <laughs> okay. Well, you've definitely seen whatever movie called Rollerball we watched for Film Sack once. Oh, you're talking about Solar? It's probably Solar the babies? old. Oh, oh, here it is. Uh, no, Rollerball. Did, did we, we see the 20 or the 2002 rollerball? Oh, that's or right. We, we did watch the rollerball like sequel or the remake or something, didn't we? Did we? I thought, it was the, I thought we saw the 1975 one we, with James Why are we Khan. having this discussion? Why do we, why do we pretend oh, like you know we're going to recall no, this? Ryan's, uh, it's totally right. It was the one in the 70s that this is basically a, okay. a remake of. So we saw the James Khan yeah. one. You're right. That's totally what we did. 
All right. So we didn't see the John McTiernan one. But <laughs> anyway, that dude is just rad. Like he's the sort uh-huh. of sort of director where you don't really notice it at the time, but you get a couple decades later and you realize, oh, man, you made all the cool shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and then just some shit, but then all, but all the cool shit, yeah, too. all the cool <laughs> shit, like even rollerball. My memory is that it's terrible, but it's also got stuff that, you know, is good. It's just, there was all kinds of other it's behind the scenes problems. Yeah. So he's currently working on something called uh Tau Seti four. Oh, sounds like a, Star which Trek is, thing or something. that's a Star Trek reference, right? The, uh, right. Seti four. Uh, Uma Thurman. It, there's Travis no mention Fimmel. of Star Trek, uh, Travis Fimmel and Uma Thurman, uh, are are tied to it it sounded like it just said gibberish but travis fimmel yeah his name is his name is basically just letters we know who who lothar is yeah yeah. we know who lothar i can't believe travis (laughs) fimmel hasn't gotten a lot more work there was a there was like a moment where he was on vikings and then in you know it's the star one of the starring roles in warcraft and i'm just oh, like lothar oh, yeah 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 okay this guy is he was in that new he's in that new up. series i saw the um uh raised by wolves he was great in that mm. played the yeah. uh, i never finished that i was i was told not to bother really <laughs> i i like i was happy to get through it i like were the, you okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been so long i feel like now i've got to watch the whole thing it does yeah. feel like it doesn't quite know where it wants to go yet but it's also totally like leaning into sequel time or uh, sorry second Mm -hmm. season time so Mm -hmm. it's one of those series where i feel like it's three seasons in we'd probably have the better picture of what they're trying to say but i enjoyed the ride i I had a good time with it and travis from now is great in it he's real good so tal city is that a real so tal city is a real city is tal city four tal city four is a star trek thing yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or maybe yeah. that's Tau City 6 on Star Trek. For some reason, the number uh, no, 6. No, it says Tau City 4, the fourth planet in the Tau City system. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Star it's, Trek uh, oh, for some the reason, Wrath of Khan. Okay. For some reason, Tau City, uh, the, the star and or solar system around it, is has the longest list I've ever seen of references in like fiction. Fiction. Yeah, that's it's because it's, it's, it's considered one of the most uh, inhabitable potential, right? That's that's like oh, oh that, is that the deal? Yeah, okay, I, that would I make want, sense. I just, want, I, I just want to randomly look at this huge list and name the people <laughs> who have written sci-fi around right. Tau Ceti. It includes Robert Heinlein, Frank Herbert, Larry Niven, Ursula K. Le Guin, Dan Simmons, Arthur C. Clarke, and Gentry Lee. Like right. there's so many books, it's just unbelievable how yeah. many books have been. Yeah. It's and if so I remember, in the Expanse, it's yeah. in Barbarella. Yeah, it's it's yeah. apparently in uh, Aurora by Kim Stanley Robinson. Mm-hmm. I just, wow. wow! I think what I think uh, the Star Trek references, if I remember it, is that they were supposed to go to Tau Ceti for, but the ship crash landed on Tau Ceti six or five or some other planet, and it was a shit planet. And Khan and all his people had to figure out how to avoid ear earbuds or whatever. So it's yep. kind of like uh, Greenland versus Iceland. You're all like Greenland. That sounds like a nice place to go. Yeah. Right. So that's uh, yeah. Botany so the, Botany so Botany. Amber Amber is on Tau Ceti four, and then I'm just looking at all this. Tau Ceti three is where they set an episode of the Next Generation, mm. and then there's an episode of Voyager set on Tau Ceti Prime, mm. and then Enterprise goes and comes up with something called the Tau Ceti Accords. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. 
So they liked the Tau Ceti, is what we're learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, when you're writing fiction, you want part of it to be grounded in a potential reality right, so real. that you don't... Yeah. Yeah. We and it does to, have a good sci-fi sounding name, Tau Ceti. Yeah, so we yeah. need to add to this pantheon by claiming that the Predator Jungle Hunter is from the Tau Ceti. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Kevin Peter Hall, a.k.a. Uh, Harry? Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, yeah. Yeah. That's what that with guy his, did. With his double role, he got to be he got to show his face uh, on yeah. camera, which is kind of cool. He did? Wait, Maybe where? he was in disguise. He was the helicopter pilot, too, apparently. To oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Oh, really? That guy was a bit. he's a big dude. Yeah, um, which is why, why they hired him, I guess. To yeah, whatever. but he's, he's like impressive. The, he's like the Doug, gonna, Doug Jones of that era, but he was also yeah. Kind of if you're muscle. gonna play an alien, you have to be big and skinny. Yeah, yeah, because you got to fit in that suit and make it more flexy. Yeah, I was curious, did he wear anything? Because I mean, there was scenes where I'm like, wow, this character. Some of the shots are, you know, you know, tricky to make him seem even bigger. But sometimes I'm like, wow, he's just really a lot larger than Arnold. I mean, Arnold, see. It's a little bit. Well, they, right? yeah, He's a little the, bit the shorter. claims I mean, they used a bunch of rigging. Think. They used a bunch of rigging to hold up the suit because it wasn't as yeah. easy. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is listed at a, a bunch of different heights. I right. think we can. I think we can probably put him in the middle at around six foot, six foot one, something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But but uh, this guy, Kevin Peter Hall, who was who played the Predator, uh, uh, was six foot nine. So, jeez, right. uh, yeah, that's Dying a tall guy time. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what you got there. Um, yeah, he, uh, as far as that predator stuff goes, I was, it was a mix for me because part of me is still impressed with the prosthetics and the facial stuff and, and all that is really still impressive to me. But part of the, part of me is bummed that the movement seemed really laborious and weird. And, yeah. um, I think oh, again, yeah. cause it was heavy mm-hmm. and it was, you know, slow and it was being held up by a rig and you, that limits and what then, kind of shots you can take. And, you and know. then there's a couple of shots where he's basically just running. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a guy in a suit running mm-hmm. and he doesn't look right. comfortable. He doesn't look, he doesn't look like elegant. Like you would expect a jungle hunter to be mm-hmm. after all it's done, you know? Right. right. Also, uh, I just don't, I, I mean, from an evolutionary perspective, I don't know how that alien race is the alien race that becomes the ultimate hunter in the universe when they can't <laughs> see shit. They can't yeah, see that, that always bothered me too. I'm like, right. what is going on? And maybe it maybe it falls back to Brian Ibbett's uh, you know, storyline. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just a middle-aged hunter, got a little right. beer, beer, beer belly, he can't really do the things he could, got some yeah. bad vision. Could he be. might be right, exactly. He might actually be like, Oh man, my vision has just gone to crap. All I see is all I see is rainbow bright. So uh I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm not gonna tell my wife because she's right. gonna leave me if I'm if I can't bring home the bacon. <laughs> I, I actually think I actually think the explanation here is superior weaponry. Mm, um and it and it kind of holds true to the real world, right? Like you you could totally win a fight with an eagle, but if uh like it has mm. hollow bones and every like an eagle is a terrible uh, uh fighter mm-hmm. but it would also tear you up because of its claws and beak right, right, right and it knows right. how to use them you know like uh there's there this guy has uh freaking uh like laser sighted super <laughs> radar tracking missiles that go right. right through you and like move at the speed of light or something like it's like uh, he doesn't that- have to be he doesn't have to be well sighted He's, all, got, he's all, got the weapons to counter that. Right. All that great, uh, wonderful tech. And then it's like, where's my first aid kit? Oh, look at this barbaric piece of dentistry that mm-hmm. I'm about to shoot in my arm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe you want to upgrade that med kit, buddy. Yeah. yeah some were, of that tech. What, I don't know. What was the point of that scene? That sequence seemed like it was out of place. Well, the yeah. point was like, oh, you've they injured him. 
and yeah. he's got to now scramble the bullet to, out or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it was all like you know that predator could have been. This might be one of the reasons I like the movie so much is the predator could have just been some psycho in the jungle, and <laughs> it didn't. It's not, and that's okay. But the movie plays it like it could be, and I think it's to the movie's credit. The whole first half of this movie is pretty much feet on the ground, non-sci-fi jungle commando business. And yeah, when they go take I, out that camp and all it. that other stuff, like it's they're taking that part of it seriously, and they're never just they're never hand waving, going, "Yeah, but could be aliens here, could be." Like yeah. they're just focused on what they know. And then when things change and the rules change, and it is an alien, they don't know what to make of it. That all feels earned and real, and yeah, like to me, that's it, that's hard. That's the what, hard part here, and it's what? invisible to most viewers. They're just not paying attention. To just that. like the I, predator, mm-hmm. they pulled it off. By the way, since you're since you're kind of standing in this territory, can you hammer down that trope alert for yeah, me? Yeah, I can pound it right here. Hammer down. Apparently, if you're a special forces commando leader, they're gonna lie to you. Apparently, oh, this is what yeah. films have, films have just taught us. That mm-hmm. any mission you might go on, they're lying. They're lying about every yeah. every aspect of it. I I wouldn't be surprised if he was in a completely different country than they told him they were sending him yeah. to. <laughs> Why do you think John Rambo went crazy? What do you think that deal yeah, was about? Yeah. That's because he got lied to by too many generals every time. Yeah, yes. yeah. I feel like that was the trope of the '90s action movie. Or if you had any kind of paramilitary anything, there's always a lion. There's always a, a, a leader. What, yeah. do you, what do you call because him? They, on he, alien that, that Who, was. What yeah, and, Paul and the Reiser. reason why is there's always oh, a Paul yeah, Reiser, right? <laughs> right. And, the, and the reason and the reason why was because during the 70s we didn't talk a whole lot about what happened in Vietnam, but we we did talk about it. But once we hit the 80s, we got kind of an artistic look at what Vietnam was like, and there was a lot of we felt like we were being lied to as a country, so that was reflective. And uh, yeah, I agree. Was going I agree with that. I think that's just a way of a, for us to express that. But it became yeah, kind well, of, I was trying to artistically deal with. Sure. that betrayal became a bit of a cartoon the more we did it, it did. but but it yeah did. you know what's disappointing though mm. uh same year that this came out uh so did guns and roses welcome to the jungle too bad they couldn't have married up and replaced <laughs> the, yeah right. the is there, instead of playing that saigon type you know helicopter in incoming music we've we got a little bit of you know welcome to the jungle that would have been great that would have been cool that would have been but great. we had to wait until uh what was it um terminator uh, death, death, death. What was it? The uh, De- Deadpool, not, not, not Deadpool, the, the action hero, hero, but the Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh, film. right, right, yeah. I mean, this movie could oh, have the Deadpool, the Deadpool, the Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. right. That's confusing. Isn't it? <laughs> until until the movie The Deadpool comes out, which will be the fourth right. one in the franchise. Welcome Just, to oh Jungle, not Welcome to Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Deadpool's man, I had I hate having to play Deadpool's instead of Deadpool too. Well, has anyone yeah. seen? Speaking of the pl- plural, has anyone seen Predators? Did we see that? Yes, I've seen it. Okay, did we do that? We didn't do that. Right? I, I think we we did it, Predator. Did we do the Terminators oh, or did oh, we the Predator? We did one forty five is Predators. Yeah, we did Predators. Okay. Oh, we yeah. did Predators. And pre- we'd previously done Predator two on Film Sack sixty six. Yes. Yeah, that I remember. Yes, okay. For some reason, that's a, that was burned into yeah. my head. But Predator Predators, I couldn't remember if we got got our uh, what's his broken uh, nose in there or not. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and here's we thing. just need to stop doing that uh, that that damn naming scheme. Well, yeah. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. None of those movies. You can't sequel this movie and make it more manly this is the manliest movie that was ever made yeah and so like all the all of it just looks like you're trying too hard every time another predator movie comes around yeah like you just can't like how can you with a straight face ever 
ever get past that the two of them yeah. uh doing the mid-air arm wrestling you can't yeah. it's, yeah. it's and ridiculous it's, it's become a meme i mean it's this it's meme-tastic uh oh, you know it's amazing yeah it's amazing that bitch. thing that scene will live on in infamy i found more gifts of yeah. that just in a quick search on on Giphy.com than almost any other GIF I've ever searched oh, for. There's yeah, like a billion, a crazy. billion of those. And it was so manly that it almost felt it, it made uh, Mac and Blaine's relationship. They survived uh, together previously in another battle, uh, another mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, even my co-viewer was like, hey, why is he crying? He didn't, he didn't care about Blaine. Blaine was a jerk. Mm. Why is why oh. is Mac crying? Who cares? Mac had a thing, like, man. He was, you know, he's he's got secrets. I remember when he was on the yeah. plane and he's flipping his razor around like he's sort of half shaving. Yeah. I mean, there was no hair though. But I'm like, what are you even doing with that thing? You just oh, knew that guy he's had secrets. Shaving away the sweat is so so effective. It's like, ooh, that yeah. looks painful. Which is which is almost a joke. Everything is right. Like yeah. him stuffing uh, seven portions of uh, chewing tobacco <laughs> into his mouth. <laughs> Seven portions. How much? Seven portions. I know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's almost a joke, and you know it's almost yeah. a joke because every single scene in this movie gets parodied in Tropic yeah. Thunder, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so you know, you know, like oh right, like they have to go to great lengths to make it funny, like obviously funny in Tropic Thunder because you know, like it's kind of funny here, mm-hmm. but man, I'm just sitting there. I'm not laughing. This is serious yeah. business. This, this is serious. We are serious right now. And yeah. when uh, Carl Weathers leaned forward, Dylan's character, and was talking to Blaine, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's fisting to give it to him. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. Nope. Yeah. No. Didn't happen. It's a, it's an interesting vibe overall, but there is a trope. I mean, it felt very tropey to have a bunch of guys with music playing on a boombox on yes. their way to a very serious mm-hmm. mission. And this yeah. is just what you do. Bunch of military jocking around. Apocalypse Now or uh, yes. uh, one of those, right, one of those, uh, the World War II movies it, that all came out in the it 80s. Was, yeah. yeah, it was interesting. The intro reminded me of several of Spielberg's intro movies, uh, like even like uh, Third Kind and stuff. And it kind of reminded me of that, but it also reminded me of Apocalypse Now. And I was, that's, I was like, does anybody smoke that early? But I'm like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> does smoke cigars like mm-hmm. in the crack of dawn. Oh, yeah, he I think loves he him, it. dude. The, the trivia yeah. says that he got Carl Weathers hooked on cigar smoking. And nice. uh, to this day, he's like a huge connoisseur of cigars. Oh, because Arnold if you does. know anything about Arnie, you know those aren't cigars. Those are stogies. Those stogies. <laughs> Stogie. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, you know, he seems real comfortable with a cigar hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, his yeah. face oh, shows it now. He looks like a cigar smoker now, but yeah, mm-hmm. his face is a little crumpled up. Well, yeah, because uh, of the smoke. Like, hey, kids, mm-hmm. uh, have a look at at older actors who are known to smoke cigars. Yeah, and then you will never smoke cigars. Oh yeah. my gosh, his yeah. face! You go go back yeah. and watch anything made in the forties or fifties, and realize that those people are like thirty eight and they look sixty two because <laughs> <laughs> they just smoke, smoke, smoke. This movie, this movie actually made a lot of the principles out to be sort of timeless. I, you could put like Schwarzenegger's character. He could pass if he had said I'm 25. I would have believed it, you yeah. know, on the low end. But he could have also been 55. Like it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, to center mm-hmm. him in a range, a sure. very large range. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, he was 30 something, right? I think in so. This Young 30s, proper. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like born late mm. 40s or oh, something. Oh, I have an update to this story. I told you guys half the story that Schwarzenegger's arms compared to Jesse Ventura's arms. Apparently, right? Okay, so. <laughs> 
they had a deal going that you'd have to buy champagne for the other guy if your arm measured bigger and the and the winner got it but then the end ventura lost it's because schwarzenegger told the wardrobe department to tell ventura that his arms were bigger right, right up until they did the actual measuring oh, so that is evil <laughs> and why uh, i love toying with the so I looked it up. Schwarzenegger was 39 during the filming. Really? Yeah. Born in born in 47. This came out in 87. So 40, 40 years old when it was released. So yeah, 39. He looks interesting. He's he's hard to. Def- I mean, now the nowadays is less hard, but back then it was hard to hard to pin him in an age yeah. bracket. Yeah. You know, which is part of the appeal, I guess, because you can just do whatever. Uh, Peter Cullen, who I mentioned as the voice of the Predator, he was reluctant to take the job. This is, and for those who don't know who that is, we're talking the voice of Optimus Prime, one of the mm, greatest yeah, voice yeah. things ever. Anyway, uh, he injured his throat playing the ki- title character of King Kong in 76, uh, but eventually accepted after seeing a picture of the unmasked creature. Now, that's weird. Why because, unmasked? Gross. Yeah, I wonder. He's like looking at him and went, oh, that looks like a vagina. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I was I was almost 100% positive there was going to be a vagina joke to come back around on that one, but yep. it never happened. It just nope. <laughs> I mean, I remember at the time seeing this movie and you know, I th- I think I saw the year it came out with friends in a theater and I don't think we were allowed to be there. We weren't quite 17. I don't remember. Mm. But anyway, uh I remember seeing that face for the first time and my buddy going, hey, look like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I was like, I guess I haven't seen that. Many. Right. I guess. But I guess I'm going to never. Uh, just never gonna <laughs> yeah, stay a virgin the rest of my life. Yeah, that's maybe maybe I'm not interested anymore in this particular right. part. This movie's anti-vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Shane Black. It also claims Shane Black made up all those jokes. Like those are all his like on the fly jokes. And it makes you wonder if Shane Black's just a. <laughs> a, a douchebag. I, I, I was like, was it, is it a humble brag? It's like, it was always about the size of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what right. are you saying? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. But uh, well, I've did... heard the, uh, I've heard the, the, the way I've heard is the gynecologist. <laughs> you don't need to For say echo. it twice. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back to, I, I really wanted to tell you guys the details of this diarrhea story. So this is great. Most <laughs> of the cast and crew suffered from what they call quote, traveler's diarrhea, since Mexico or in the Mexican hotel they were all living in had a bunch of problems with their water purification and everybody drank it. But the only ones who didn't get sick were Schwarzenegger and John McTiernan. And that's it. Everybody else sick as dogs. So I was trying, I was trying to just imagine a production that, you know, it's one thing to have a hurricane come wreck your sets or mm-hmm. an earthquake or a fire or, a, you know, in any number of natural disasters. But to have everybody have the shits. Yeah, like it's what the thunder you, from down under. Yeah, is what, uh, like what do you do? It's like in, in Indiana Jones, it was like just Harrison Ford or whatever. There's that story where he was sick the whole time they right. filmed, and mm-hmm. that's one so thing. The question but when is the this, whole crew so, was sick, oh man, right? So the question is this: Did Schwarzenegger? So it was the water? Uh, as bodybuilders often do, and Schwarzenegger is a bodybuilder. Uh, they they dehydrate themselves. Uh, before performances and oh, things, I, do I don't know. Maybe drinking water, but that doesn't explain McTiernan because he's just a schlubby dude like anyone else. So I don't know. Right. Well, I'm maybe he's like just got the constitution else. of a uh, a badass. Yeah, I he don't just know. can't help it. <laughs> yeah, he was about to make uh, right. Die Hard, and we needed him. So right, that's what it was. The whole, the whole movie was filmed in Mexico, and I, you know, I I grew up spending a lot of time across the border in Mexico. And I don't understand how that country persists with uh, contaminated water. I don't get it. I, I've, I've thought about this. I think they so figured much out ways to to treat it, to filter it, to boil it. 
right? Oh, right. Yes, yes. Or, or yeah. maybe they've just adjusted their system. That's what I was about to say. Their, yeah. yeah, their their biomes have, you know, their in, yeah, internal on, systems. On, have, a, on an individual level, there's millions and millions of, of Mexicans who are taking care of their water before they drink it. But I'm just saying, like, I just, I don't know. It just, there's something about the idea that you have public water systems but they're not reliable. I, I don't know. It's just, I, I've th- I think about this my whole life because like I say, I grew up and we go to a, a nice restaurant in Mexico mm-hmm. and you don't drink the water. I'm like, what, how, how do these people I, live? I agree. It seems, yeah. it mm. seems like a thing you should have worked out by now. Yeah. For, well, for you sure. know, there's, it's, apparently it's very difficult. Yeah. Apparently. It's actually very difficult. We don't, we don't, we don't appreciate uh, the, the amount of processing that we do with our water here in America, it's very expensive. Yeah, uh, it does. We do a lot of processing. We, we do a lot of testing and processing. Uh, I actually with witnessed that firsthand. I, I, I've worked at locations where they purified water and uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of process. Hey, I got a question for you. If you guys were on a, in a yeah. desert Island and the best, and, and you just had no water, you couldn't drink the ocean water. Uh, would you, how much of your own pee would you drink before you were? <laughs> this is exactly where it's going. <laughs> at least it's not grizzled prisoner pee. Uh, right. Yeah. I save right. those for, I save those for my, Brian in the morning. But, the TMS, yeah, exactly. But for the rest of you, like what, what, like it's, it's totally some, pure. Like it's, you know, it's, well, it is for the first, if you had to, it, the first intake. Sure. But you're, you're going to get diminishing returns, right? You're not going to, yeah. it's a, it's not I'm like, pretty, it's, I'm pretty smart. I think I would find a way to, you know, purify some of the ocean water some way before I had to drink. I don't know. Yeah. Before I drink my pee, hopefully. Well, hopefully what you do. um, Yeah. What you do, I'd hope is like, maybe there's some morning dew on some big leaves on the trees there or whatever. Like there's, there's, there are possibilities, but I'm saying if, if you run out of all of those and you're like, well, all Why I do I have to be on Desert Island? How about I just uh, accidentally? <laughs> how about I just accidentally? Uh, you know, how about I get the lost in the Walmart? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I be on an Oasis Island? I would prefer that. Okay. Like you know, like like uh, Tom Hanks uh, in in Castaway. Right. He's on an Oasis right. Island. That's not a desert island. I realize yeah. it's deserted of people, but that yeah. he has plenty of water and everything. Food. Yeah, he had to figure it out, though. He had to eat a raw crab before he realized that was a bad idea. And then too much coconut water. That place even had a volleyball. I mean, (laughs) he had a volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until he got fishing that things really worked out for him. But uh, right. I want to live on the Gilligan's Island island. That's 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 the place to live. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, all those get, coconuts. You get radioactive well, and, yeah, and they vegetables. Have, they have like a running freshwater stream mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. a waterfall and a pond and everything. Is like that the deal? I don't constant, remember. Constant visitors. Yeah, yeah, they're living it up. They never change yeah. their clothes. Same clothes yeah. the whole time. Uh, well, uh, uh, Ginger did. Ginger? Oh, Ginger. Oh, the right. Howls Ginger. did too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Ginger and the Howls had like multiple outfits, yeah. but everybody Maybe else. even Marianne, but the guys all had, uh, you know. Gilligan yeah. and Skipper and the Professor always wearing the same of, thing. Of never changing your sweaty clothes. I don't understand how everyone in this movie gets progressively worse looking, mm. but Arnie's wardrobe looks pristine mm. until until it's finally just uh, the mano a mano sequence and he right. gets in the mud. Like like seriously, watch the first hour of this movie and you will notice he's out in the jungle. He's been through he's been through an attack on a on a gorilla camp. That was very dirty. Oh yeah, that was that's a dirty <laughs> sequence. Yeah. And then he's just like his clothes are cool. Yeah, it's that gorilla camp attack. I tried not to linger on it too long because I started having questions, and I'm like, let it go, Brian. 
Just, <laughs> like what? Like <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like it. like ethical right. questions or like logistical or, or logistical questions? Logistical why? questions mostly. Mm. Yeah. Why the hell did a crew that has a lot of grenades, a lot, a lot of grenades, like everything, and a minigun, a, a, a custom personnel minigun? Why would they split up? Why would yeah. they have mm. one guy go in and futz around with a truck? No, you've got a hundred grenades. This is yeah. not a problem. You do not need a big plant. Mm. No. And yeah. hundreds of people apparently too, because they kept coming out. I'm like, where's this guy come from? And then you got people inside, inside, you know, thatch huts doing paperwork. Like they don't even hear what's going on outside. And I'm like, okay. And why are we even sneaking? If, if Arnold's just going to, you know, <laughs> pull up that truck feats of strength that he had to do every once in a while. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, in case you've forgotten, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and he has to flex it. Yeah. And so I'm like, that whole thing was this weird. Well, we haven't even talked about our bucket. Grab a bucket. Or a chick in the bucket. Literally the lady, Jim, the one lady Jim in Hoppe? this entire thing. Uh, she, no, forget about Jim Hoppe for a minute. Uh, the lady who they captured and well, mm-hmm. you know, she tried to escape right. a couple times or whatever. In the end, she gets, she runs. Right. But that's it. We're done. That's she gets all? to the chopper. She gets to the chopper. He said, get to the chopper. She yeah, got to the did, chopper. Did One she? more story did you need? Did she? Did she get there? <laughs> yeah, no. she did. No. She was right there. She looks at Arnold at the very no, end. She was, and he's yeah, all... she was in the chopper. Oh, I mean, I when the explosion blinked. happened and everything. I blinked yeah. and missed that. She is on the same I mean, helicopter. You're she right. followed direction to get yeah. to the chopper, and she got to the chopper. That's right. She is the most competent person or character in this film <laughs> the most obedient <laughs> right yeah. does what she's supposed to when she's supposed to do it yeah, yeah. that's first we have the amazing trope of the jungle hunter won't go after her because it doesn't see her as good sport right, right. She's, you know she's unarmed. a frail unarmed person and i just think oh man Arnie, if you'd only if you'd only just quickly lost a couple hundred pounds, it would have left you alone. Yeah, <laughs> or just don't have guns, everybody. Put them down. Yeah. Now suddenly Wait, he's not going to fight you. If you like suddenly put your hands up, he should go. Ah, oh, this is no fun. I'll fly back to my planet and find another right. thing. Like that was a weird. That was a weird flex. But uh, but yeah, like she she struck me as just this weird tool in the story of she's sort of a native of this land and. And we'll describe the creature in much more mystical ways. It's the right. it's the for, or sorry, it's the jungle reaching out and grabbing him, not something. It's, the, it's Diablo who wants man as yes. trophies. Yes, that stuff's pretty tropey. And, and uh, it was yeah. kind of interesting because I'm like, you know, she she wasn't speaking uh, English, and you know, no one really pushed her on it. And then all of a sudden, she starts speaking English. And in most movies, you're like, aren't we supposed to have a scene where we go? You can speak English. They didn't even do that. Just like just kept on they rolling. Just, they just I'm took like, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wondered, like, if you're gonna have her in there, um, do you think that actress, like, by the time this was done, do you think she went home and tested higher for like testosterone, just like because she was around it so much? <laughs> Did she actually get some on her? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> oh, you can, because no. you can touch. Like, this is actually true. Um, if you get testosterone like shots or you know the the liquids that's in the vials if you get that on your skin you'll absorb it and technically you've got more testosterone or estrogen depending on what you're putting in your body so so they're sweating it out on her yeah that's what i'm wondering is she bumping around with these huge men and just by the end of it she's like oh i gotta i need a break i need a couple weeks off this is uh her voice got lower and you know i don't know i don't know she got a so like a contact runner's high is that what you're saying a little bit a contact runner's eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm just trying to I'm trying to put the pieces together. No, here. I like that. I, I like that. I do I do love the trope of the person who was pretending all along and then they finally give in and they mm. just speak your language. Speak English, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I was shocked I couldn't find it on TV tropes. And I'm like, really? I know I've seen this before. Oh, hundred times. I just, oh I, yeah, no, right? for sure. Can anyone name another movie for me that like oh. has I a like I has a one? Minutes. I just saw one. Um wasn't nobody, was it? Hold on. I saw. I just saw uh, something. It feels I mean, I, so tropey, yeah. but maybe it's all. It's been this movie only all along. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's more like that. They, they usually call it out, so it'll be like, yeah, dibba dabba dibba dabba dibba. What do he say? Oh, he <laughs> says this. Dibba dabba dibba. What do he say now? This, and then suddenly the person goes, "You'll die if you go in there." And you're like, "You knew English right. the whole time, you dick." I guarantee that's in more. Time. We had to do the whole translation. Yeah, it feels like thing. it would be the trope, new English the whole time. Yeah. It feels like there you it go. should be okay, the, yeah. the TV tropes yeah, the category. Whole time. <laughs> I love that. That's a great name. If it's not in there, isn't that a we can go in there and you can uh, a, Is it a wiki? Is it, there uh, is a trope called surprisingly good English, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's okay, but it just doesn't quite cover what I'm talking I'm about. I'm shocked that there's not something more on that. That's crazy. Right. Because I know that's in more stuff than this. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's like, in uh, most things. <laughs> if somebody doesn't like, know English, it's in it. Usually, <laughs> that's just the rule. Um, all right, you guys, want to guess what grossed me out? To me, it's easy. Is it the 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 giant spitting chew, especially Jesse Ventura with the like we said seven servings of food? <laughs> gross, hundred yeah. percent. And the where, where yeah. it got where it Rouse got grossest it. was in the credits. <laughs> Which are the weirdest credits, by the way. They were yes, the most like right. 90s sitcom credits. Hey, remember we're all these all... people who died here? We're still alive. Like, <laughs> winking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one thing to show them just doing their stuff. It's another to show them going, hey, <laughs> like smiling. Right. And, like The girl's like the most smiley she's been in the whole. She never smiled in the movie, but she's no. all smiles for that. No. Am I the I love only it, one? Though, when they're using uh, footage that's not in the film. I love that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I love I, it. I do too, but I just wonder if I'm the only one who associates it with TV and not movies. Yeah, it's oh, like 90s sure. sitcoms. Always TV. Yeah, it's 90s sitcoms where, or you know, the cop rolls over the hood and then looks at the camera and then goes, <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like We're that. making TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is TV, not film. But yeah, like it's uh that was a weird flex. But he, he, him, him spitting out what felt like four gallons of chew is really mm-hmm. gross. Chow. Ugh. I mean, chew's gross I, anyway, but that just fouled me up. I couldn't couldn't deal. That whole sequence seems like it's it's outside of the movie, or it could have been in any movie or whatever. Like, and and it's good. I enjoy for some reason. I enjoy Egon trying to make uh, uh, what's his name, Sonny, laugh. Um, right, right. I just mm-hmm. like Billy. Billy, sorry, thank you, Billy. Sonny, Billy, it's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, I I I enjoyed it. You know, like we're in a helicopter, you shouldn't be able to just like lean forward and talk in a normal tone of voice in a in an open helicopter. But I just like, I don't know. There's something about that scene where I'm like, it felt like it was written first mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just like it felt uh, somehow disconnected from the rest of the movie. The idea is to endear you to these people so that when it all goes south, uh, you actually you feel care. some empathy. Yeah. Or, or, or you get to see some that, you know, maybe are being jerks to each other in the plane, but later they're really helpful to each other because, you know, the, the rubber's on the road and we got to we got to yeah. survive. And now we've we've bonded. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of that, which is it's mm-hmm. fine. They, this movie there really wasn't there wasn't a good way 
to uh, have everyone be all together and distinguish Carl Weathers and maybe another guy that belongs to him, right? From the rest of the crew, this this tight-knit right. crew. Yeah. Like, you have to establish them all. And the fact is, uh, that many people, they might have been in, like, three helicopters, right? Because they got a lot of guns and ammo also. Yeah. And, like, like I, I guess in reality, it would have been weird. But in, in, in this movie, we have a huge cargo helicopter with plenty of room for everybody to all sit around and look at each other, you know? Yeah, but also, you make a good point about ammo. I don't know how they were moving that stuff around. I mean, you could. Yeah, there's maybe a seventh guy that we never saw whose job just was to push this wheelbarrow full of <laughs> full of weaponry and ammunition. Yeah, we're just yeah, waiting I for a, Mac a to freak out and fire every bullet he owns into that empty forest. And yeah. you know. right, but I do love I do love how all the rest of them said, "Oh, you're shooting in that direction. Cool, let's all shoot in that yeah. direction." Yeah. Yeah. but that's that's kind of true, though, right? I mean, that's what you would do in that situation. I wouldn't you, do that. I'd be like, you know what? Oh, guys? I totally I'm go would serve my ammo because. <laughs> I'm not gonna hit anything that you're not already hitting. Yeah. Right. If the guy who's shaving dry shaving his face is like chain gunning, you know, the forest <laughs> down because his buddy's there with a hole in his chest, I'm joining in. I'm joining in. I don't know. Oh, that dry shave. Just the sound of the blade on his skin. I know, it's not good. Oh. It's not good. Maybe it's maybe it's you're trying to toughen up. Maybe maybe you're right. trying to make your skin tougher. Oh, is that what's I going guess. on? Not really about to, at all. He just wants his beard to come in more full and right. Thick. He's yeah. really trying to piss it off. Yeah, especially above his eyebrows. That's where he really <laughs> wants the beard. I, so I had a I had a good friend who was a range rat uh, when I lived in Texas, a, a gun range kind of guy, and uh, we watched this movie, and he. Uh, he got me interested in the weight of the ammo, which is why it's just always been on my mind. And the the thing is, this movie depicts uh, a, an actually suitable weapon. This minigun is something that a person it was you know designed for a person to use by themselves, ex- with some exceptions. And it's like all like all this stuff. It's like the you have to have a battery mm-hmm. to power mm-hmm. some part of it, mm-hmm. and right. so the Makes battery sense. has a lot of weight. It's like you're okay, carrying a yeah. car battery. And then the ammo itself has weight and the gun fires so much of it that a person can only carry like 15 seconds of rounds, mm-hmm. you know, because the, it, because it fires so many rounds. And so that's where it gets all really super dicey. Cause you would have like, you'd have like a wagon <laughs> that you're dragging through the jungle. <laughs> right. It has yeah. a bunch of, a bunch of ammo on it and you'd have to constantly be firing and then stopping and going and getting your next big load and, getting it all together on your person right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but anyway the, just, the, just head back to the chopper yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just like uh, i i'm glad the movie didn't didn't care it just hand waves that stuff yeah, away which is a great trope yeah like, i'm fine with that nothing. i mean uh, arnold's literally bending the jungle into compound bows i mean so yeah this movie's like yeah whatever yeah it's yeah. uh, it's not too concerned about rooting itself in reality, but it does a good enough job of distracting me that I don't think about it while I'm watching it. Right. Well, the fact is they used all these really insanely, you know, impressively visual to look at guys that you go, yeah, I couldn't do that. Maybe these guys could. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's possible. Oh, there's so much meat on those bones. You're just like, these guys yeah. can do anything. <laughs> like Carl Weathers at this point, we were, you know, we, in some ways he's kind of old hat because we'd seen him in Rocky and. 10 years for us back then was a long time. So we thought, Oh, this is, this is the old guy of the group or whatever. And I guess he was technically, but, um, even he's just a monster, God. just a Buff, monster. Yeah. yeah. All up. of them. The, the, uh, native yeah. American dude, Sonny, forget his last name, Billy. We'll just call him Billy. 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 What a beast. 
Like, yeah, holy smokes, all of them, even Shane Black the, with the dumb glasses and it was kind of the nerd of the group when he's actually out there moving around and fighting guys ripped. So <laughs> and, I don't know. And I love I love the trope of everybody's a different subclass. I love that so <laughs> Some much. Classes, yeah, I do too, dude. It reminded me of like theme gangs or something. Yes. It's like yeah, right. everybody's got their own thing. Billy's and, main weapon is a Mossberg 500 uh, shotgun. That's yeah. a 12-gauge shotgun, yeah. although it's got a bunch of weird stuff attached to it. Whereas uh, Arnie's main weapon is an AR-15. That's a rifle. Those are totally different subclasses of shooters. Yeah, one's mm-hmm. a, well, yeah. I would call one a soldier. If I'm playing the video game this is based on, one's a soldier. <laughs> With the classes you would choose at the yeah. beginning. Because yeah. the guy that, that only did grenades, he had the grenade launcher Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that died later. Anyway. Hawkins? Was that yeah, I don't know what you'd call him in, like engineer or support, sub-support or yeah. something like that. Like that's his thing. You're right, though. They all have their own thing. You got your main right. yeah. minigun guy. You got your... Well, 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 Bill, Bill Duke starts out as one subclass, and then he respects after Ventura <laughs> dies. Seriously, he starts out with a a, a, a machine gun, this this M6 machine gun, and, and it's really impressive. And you wouldn't change, by the way. You would not change over to the minigun if you had that thing. Yeah. Uh, there's that is a step down in his situation. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but they have to shoot it. You know? I agree. I love uh, that you speaking- went right before he said uh, machine gun. You went. It, it, it. And right before it, and I just thought that was great. <laughs> Speaking like of uh, theme gangs, by the way, uh, we have seen uh, Billy. Um, uh, was he in Warriors or something? Here. Yeah, he was in Warriors. Really? Uh, yeah, Sonny Sunny. Landham was in yeah. uh, Warriors. He gets toppled by a baseball bat from the uh, the baseball bat team. Oh, yeah. man. What team was he on? Uh, he was policeman number three. <laughs> he, was on, he was on team baseball. <laughs> That's right. But he was also a pool worker number two in Poltergeist. Okay. Oh, we just saw uh, that guy yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's Let's great. Let's see. Looking to see what else we may have seen him in. I can't, uh, you know, you see something like Maximum Forest and Lockup, and it's like, I think, man, I don't know if we've seen those. Lockup sounds so. familiar. Lockup lock does up. sound familiar. Lockup. That's a Stallone deal? Wait. Uh, it is yes. Yeah, Sylvester so Stallone, Donald Donald Sutherland, Sutherland, Tom Sizemore. Oh yeah, John Amos. I think we did see that. Did we see that? I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> Lock up. Uh, we did not. Oh no, okay. we did. Uh, episode fifty three, twenty ten. Oh wow. Yeah, the one about oh. lock up. We did do it. Okay. All right. I knew it looked familiar. Um. Yeah, now I see him. Any great, any favorite one liners from this film? I mean, get to the top as a classic. There's so many. But uh, I gotta say, I probably used I Ain't Got No Time to Bleed. Yeah, that was good. Way more than I'll admit. That one's good. I like if it bleeds, you can kill it. up a a tick. What was it? Alabama? Blue tick. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, Doug. 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 Yeah, I, mean, I think get to the Chapa is the is the thing yeah, that we've the heard the most. Yeah. yeah. Now, when he was in the, uh, he every time he killed somebody in the camp, he had a little quip to say afterwards. Well, the one guy with the knife, he <laughs> says, "Stick around. Why don't you stick, stick around? around dude? I'll be back." Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was dumb. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of uh, things where he dictated the future, right? Like he literally says, "My men are not expendable," which yeah. would become the name of uh, Stallone's movies. Yeah, that's right. That he would be in. Um, 
Uh, I'm trying to think. I've got more in the. I've actually clipped out a bunch of this, so we'll we'll be reminded. Oh yeah, that. when when there's a moment where Jesse Ventura says "payback time," yeah. and I'm just like, how did that not become a big thing? That's amazing. Jesse right. Ventura That's, always had way, this thing where, and I don't have a problem with anybody in Minnesota and their accent, but Jesse Ventura matched with a very thick Minnesota accent always feels discordant to me. It just feels weird to hear the guy that big, that formidable, that whatever going, oh, now if I just went down to the Piggly Wiggly and picked up two <laughs> gallons of milk, like there's just something about it I can't yeah. get around. Um, he's weird. Uh, apparently, by the way, a little bit of trivia, if we're going to bring up Stallone, the, the thought of this movie, the idea for this movie came from uh, after the release of Rocky Four. After Rocky runs out of earthly opponents, he would have to fight an That's alien hilarious. in a fifth film. Wow. And, uh, wow. Uh, Jim and John, John Thomas, who are the screenwriters of this, said, Oh, that's not a bad idea. And right. uh, wrote a screenplay for it. Really? No, yes. That. that exists? Oh, that's so that good. Is, well, that this is this is that. Like, basically. Oh, this yeah, is how it came this. to fruition. Got right. it. Okay. It was originally called Hunter instead of Predator. And it was mm. uh, concerned a band of alien hunters of various species seeking various targets. That concept was eventually streamlined to one extraterrestrial hunting the most dangerous species, humans. Man. Right. Yeah. You know, this movie almost, I, I every time I watch this movie, I always forget there's that space intro scene. It just feels so mm-hmm. out of place that you would start your movie there. It kind of does, because then they, for, then they shove that to the back of your head for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. And, the, right. and, you, and you almost forget you even saw it. And then, yeah. oh, right, there's a translucent-looking mirror dude walking around there while they're killing each other, and, and then you're... Yeah, would it up. be better if you're not aware of the Predator until you start seeing the right. weirdness in the jungle? I think so, right? Like, right. if you... I guess so. I See, that's a great question. Am I better I off know. knowing about this ship in the opening sequence or not i always forget about it though i do know that because every time i watch it when it starts out i'm like oh yeah it starts out with that weird space shot i think i'm gonna say i think it helps because otherwise they do play it so straight that you don't ever have that little thing in the back of your head saying well you guys don't know no but this is an alien involved like Uh they if you didn't see the ship you wouldn't have any of that so your brain doesn't have that tension going on and and if you don't show it you have to tell it and how stupid yeah. is it going to sound? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm actually, right. when you start yeah. telling it. That was good. Um, I I like how this movie kind of hits on those things. Those mm-hmm. things that we kind of need and expect. Like my, my best example is if you're in a helicopter and you're flying into a war zone and you're wearing fatigues and you're getting your guns and ammo all together, somebody needs to play an old rock song. Like it just has to, Mm -hmm. you need to be, somebody needs to put on fortunate son or paint it black or something (laughs) like that. And this movie has a great one, yeah, like a truly great one. Like this is like a little Richard song. I think was a little, I was going to, I was going to say, was it, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I was so glad to hear that it wasn't fortunate son though. Oh yeah. It's it's like the, what everyone uses. It wasn't, I don't think it was little Richard. It was, um, James Brown, not James Brown. James We're having James, some fun tonight, right? Isn't the song? Uh, not James Brown either. <laughs> Hold on a second. I've got to look it up, damn it, because I... Liberace. Liberace sang yeah, it. Yeah, Liberace. I'm sorry, it is. It is Long Tall Sally, Little Richard, yes. Oh, Richard. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good job, Brandon. Yeah, Which good... rocks. That song rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's And good. it's like, it, it's like, it's just perfect for like the getting the attitude. And, and it's like somebody really thought about 
what would be what would be just right here and they they met your expectations so well that you don't even think about it yeah i think yeah, at the end it was a red choice kind of in his fugue state <laughs> mouthing the words or just speaking the lyrics it gets, <laughs> you, yeah. you almost want a song that's got a little bit more memorable lyrics than oh we're having some fun tonight having some fun tonight <laughs> yeah some fun tonight. something a little more i don't know Hey, you do that right. So but. you can say, "Oh, he's he's saying the words from the song at the beginning of the movie. He's uh, he's completely lost it in the jungle, which is what they said you never should do." To Dunaway's yeah, point, don't do that. You to, don't want to get lost in right. Jungle. It's bad. To, Dun- to Dunaway's point, using uh, "Welcome to the Jungle" would have been. I think now I would appreciate it. Yeah, I think right. then I would have been like, "You taking it right from today's headlines? Come on, now let's have something." Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know how I would have felt about it then, but yeah, now I would have gone for that. It, it wouldn't have fit because none of these guys would have been listening to GNR, right? No, I mean, that is, no, and that's no. what they were implying is that the jam box was literally playing the song. Because in '87, I think the concept here is that you are you're you're dealing with some guys that are in their 40s now, late 30s and 40s, who would have been young 19 to 25 year olds in yeah. in Vietnam. But you know, Ventura was wearing an MTV shirt, so I mean, that's true. I love how they just keep name dropping. This is worse than Afghanistan. Why don't yeah. we see you in Berlin? Like, yeah. Come on, guys. I yeah. Seriously, we don't need to just name places. Yeah. Well, they're trying to build, you know, build backstory yeah. that doesn't exist. So right. They're trying to do that. But world building. We got to explain why, uh, you know, why Shaver Face has to cry. <laughs> I actually <Yeah>. didn't name <laughs> Vietnam. But these guys were yeah, somehow yeah. in the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. All right. Yeah, I know the time. The timetable a little weird on it. Um, they did have a montage, which I we haven't had that in a while. Um, yeah. So long that I don't have I don't have the old A team clip anymore. Dun, dun, dun. So that was cool. Dun, 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 dun. And, and it's in the, it's in the trivia. They they take the time to name all of their nicknames. Mm. And as a writer, I just got to say it is thrilling to sit back and go. What would I name all of my commandos? Like seriously, you know, Dutch and Hawkins and Mac. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love stuff. Like I that. I just felt like I was waiting for a Dutch joke. It's like Bill's here. We're going Dutch or something. I was waiting for something, <laughs> and it just never delivered on that. I was a little oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> two characters uh, take out you know one guy. Well, I guess we'll have to go Dutch. Right. Man. <laughs> Uh, missed opportunity. Are you putting out? No, Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for half this date. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the Target. So when I was a kid, I thought the Target at graphic that would the the red reticule that oh, yeah, would come yeah, out yeah. of the vision of the thing was cool. I don't think that's cool anymore. It looks like shit. It's like this bad. Especially, are you talking about the HUD or are you talking about the three LED? The three things that go shling, 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 and then fire. Yeah, the the reticle you see through Predator Vision is terrible. Yeah, it's like they they did some rudimentary 3D thing, and it's just Mm -hmm. cumbersome and bad. It's just, I Mm -hmm. don't know. At the time, whereas the, the Predator's mirroring camouflage was amazing i just sat and stared at that i'm like oh yeah they go frame by frame and put little little pieces of clear something over the, the so. frames there was right? something or in the trivia yeah. about a red Rear projection suit. or something maybe was he, was, some, he was probably he was probably in my, front of a, a projector if I that's what i'm thinking or, not, or, or like did his work in front of a screen where they could easily 
use a program to outline them and then create oh, there was, there no concentric program. outliners or outlines inside them. Well, no program what, in 1987? Come on, I had to have oh, something. No way. No way. This is, th- this is like my Amiga disagrees with you. It's pretty early. <laughs> oh, really? <Okay. laughs> That's right. My copy of Zork uh, <laughs> says otherwise. <laughs> well, here it says right here. Let me tell you what it is. This is according to the trivia, so <laughs> take it for whatever it's worth. The invisibility cloaking effect was achieved with a bright red suit because it was the furthest opposite of the green in the jungle and the blue sky, the size of the predator or for the size of the predator. The red was then removed with chroma key techniques, leaving right. uh, the empty area. Uh, then they take, uh, or then they take what was repeated without the actors using 30% wider lens on the camera in those same spots, then combined mm, okay. the two slight uh, slices of film. Right. So what you ended up with was a slightly like bulgier warped right. version of what was did in they, the space. Yeah, did like double exposure to the film? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you created this vague outline so the background yeah. was bent. That's an interesting technique that I think probably got I, used a bunch more for other stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think it looks fantastic still in 2021. Mm-hmm. I, I was amazed by it. And the problem is it looks too good. Every time you see the Predator, every time our, our characters see the Predator like standing on a limb, they can see him. It's clear right. as clear as day. You can mm-hmm. see him. Yeah, like, it should be. Uh, you got a freaking rifle. Shoot the guy. It's yeah. right there. Yeah, we uh-huh. just had never seen anything quite like this back then. I remember that being a big deal. Like, whoa, yeah. stealth. Like, yeah. how are you? Even yeah, freaking and doing and that? predator vision. I mean, mm-hmm. and you'd almost think that would need to be some explanation too in the film, but they just switched to it, and it's like, okay, I buy it. I mean, well, sure, you can't let's, see shit without it, now. and if and even with it, it's terrible. It's just like, oh, I got heat. I can see heat signatures, but still I'm blind as a bat. Like, oh man, those aliens have the worst <laughs> eyesight. Really I did bad. like the I, I did like the little, you know, the misdirections they use from time to time, like implying that uh, the predator didn't attack this current crew or group until uh they, they proved themselves uh to be bastards by killing the scorpion. Mm-hmm. And uh then he's like, Oh, this is oh my little relative in and then it's like uh I, I would like to understand how the the infrared vision is useful in the heat because mm. like if if oh, everything okay. if the atmosphere around you is let's just say 35 degrees celsius and that's also really close to human body temperature like wouldn't all the trees and leaves and the ground and everything wouldn't everything be 35 degrees right yeah. like also the mud like- is the mud is there's no way if you're that sensitive to heat signatures that that mud is going to do enough to cover it at the very least you'd see his little glowing eyes if, mm-hmm. when he's when he's hiding in the bushes like yeah your eyes are body temperature it's just like the whole thing i i, I don't want to think it over too much because it like uh, re- remember right before blaine dies he sees like a, a badger or a nutria or something mm-hmm. like the predator yeah. would be shooting every badger in the woods yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm putting a video in our chat and we'll we'll have to have some way of getting this like in our uh, show notes or something but this is a video and i i've queued it right up to the point where you want to watch it it is uh, the original red predator suit which looks totally different than vagina face that you know <laughs> yeah we've yeah come we to know. but they yeah. do they show the suit like the actual shot they started with the red suit and then the effect of removing the red suit and having that those That's concentric so uh, rad yeah and you're not even going to mention that john claude van damme was in that suit no he wasn't <laughs> he little, wasn't they were going to this is in the trivia also he they they were yeah, gonna right. he was originally considered for the body for the for that thing but they didn't use him 
so he's not. Yeah. Right. Thank oh, goodness. Look at that. That's oh, that suit is I, stupid I looked looking. It up. I looked it up. I can't believe I found this. What the the animal that startles Blaine just before? Oh yeah, what is that? Is a porcupine. Yeah. Oh. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. place it. What is that? I yeah, it looks like, like a, a skunk sure. or a yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Do you ever see? Just... Do you ever see porcupines uh, there in Colorado? Uh, not in the wild. I've seen them in the zoo and stuff, but I've never seen them in the wild. One of, one of my favorite memories of my dad is he and he and I hiking in uh, Colorado and coming across a porcupine, and it was a full bodied, <laughs> full uh, quill mm. porcupine. Like this thing was huge. And I just, I just remember uh, asking my dad, are, "Are we, are we safe?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, that that's a creature that's never been threatened once in its entire life. <laughs> we're we're fine. Right. It's, it's not afraid at all. And it yeah. can't, it can't fire quills at you like right. the, the old myth. It's not like a. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> How do you think it's gonna do that? Like some kind of." I don't know. I love if that idea, though. Yeah. Go to that same video that I posted and go to two minutes, 50 seconds. You'll see uh, the guy in the red suit running into a tree and bonking his like head. Like bonking into a tree? And boink? Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. What, is he a stormtrooper? Yeah. I love he this suit. so funny yeah. in the red suit. <laughs> in the red it's suit. like a giant With crab. his little face coming out of the neck. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's, I mean, it's real dumb, but. He says, I hate this. I hate it. I hate this. I like a superhero. <laughs> Yeah, there he hits yeah. a tree. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm glad I didn't see it before seeing the movie, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's a really neat. So there he is, and then they film that same shot, and they cover, yeah. and then oh, that's that's great. That's very cool. I mean, that's yeah, all CG the, now, but you know, back then. And there's an article on uh, v- VFX blog where you actually see the real the suit they ended up the red suit they ended up using for the the quote-unquote newer predator design the one that we see in the movie which um is just less bug looking and more <laughs> it kind of looks like a teddy bear <laughs> really <laughs> weird. ears and mouth and stuff but, a little, uh, little bulkier probably uh, a little bulkier yep that's pretty cool i want to be the guy that owns that old red suit that would be amazing oh, yeah, no kidding can you imagine oh Put that up on a wall and tell. But you'd everybody. have to show people the video. Like you'd be like, "That's not the predator suit. You're you're high. What are you talking about? That's a you're right. that's you're a right. red leotard with a uh, foam head." Yeah. And uh, it's like you doing uh, a really good of... James impression and nobody knowing who James is. <laughs> right? Exactly. You have to explain it. You're totally right. right. Uh, what else I read on here? Uh, the last forty five minutes or so of this movie had really like no dialogue, which is crazy. A couple lines from Arnie, and that's mm. it. Yeah. Um, I'm here. Come get me. I'm here. <laughs> I also don't really, understand why Arnold showed mercy at the end. Just why wouldn't you just go ahead and smash the rock on its face? What are you doing? Right. Right. And that, well, that puts the, the rock a lot wasn't of available. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was like a little oh, kid geez. at this time. Uh, yeah. The uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the director and the cinematographer, right? To yeah. to show you a, an interesting film in a jungle with not a lot of dialogue in the last half right like mm-hmm. i uh i read that they originally had um jeff murphy as the director like they were gonna have the you know the guy who directed like dante's peak and under siege 2 mm. and uh, i'm just like oh glad, glad they, they went did. with mccarran because uh i don't think of jeff murphy as someone who's like really great at capturing interesting film you know what i mean yeah. and like yeah. mm-hmm. plus you was, want a guy was, who can drink mexican water and not get the shits you want that guy, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. right that's, that's i'm pretty name. sure we we've given a lot of credit 
he probably just doesn't drink water. He's probably more of a, I brought 12 cases of Pepsi with me. Maybe. Maybe. Or, yeah. I don't know. I like to think him and Arnold were just, uh, you know, cut above the, the, the normal. Just had a little bit mm. of something, something going on there. Well, something, something. Immune. Mm, an immunity brought on by fine filmmaking. Got okay. Immunities. Hey, you guys. I'm in the mood for some fresh fruit. Fruit, food brought straight to my door. No fruit, just food. Mmm, food. I do love food. HelloFresh offers 25 recipes, plus more than that, featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, ingredients. You're never going to get bored. So you can try something new every week, which is pretty rad. More extras than ever before, too. HelloFresh's selection of delicious add-ons is getting bigger and better every single week. Featuring quick breakfasts, quick lunches, protein, savory sides, crave-worthy desserts. Mmm. All of those sound crave-worthy. HelloFresh delivers fresh, high-quality, pre-portioned ingredients, so you make the meals that are nutritious and delicious, and they come straight from the farm to your doorstep. In under a week, by the way, so you know they're fresh, eating healthier has never been easier. With low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, pescatarian options, you name it, every week there's something. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking. And man, they cut out the stressful meal planning and all that other stuff. Trips to the grocery store, worrying about local deliveries. Blah. You can just enjoy cooking and getting dinner on the table in like 30 minutes or less. Now more than ever, HelloFresh is committed to making sure that fresh, delicious food is available as part of its mission for taking extra steps to keep their employees and customers safe, including no-contact delivery, tamper-proof packaging, and team member wellness checks. That's awesome. I support companies who do that. So, go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSack12 and use the code FilmSack12 for 12 free meals. 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSack12 and then the code FilmSack12 for 12 free meals. And be a top girl if she pleases a tired business. Uh, let's do some uh, clips of this uh, film or from this film. Now, here's the deal with the clips. Uh... Like I say, there's a ton before Arnold gets mud on him. After right. that, there's not much. Then he but, stops talking. Yeah, yeah. Then he stops talking. Everybody finally stops talking. But uh, anyway, we've got a lot here. So we're going to start with, uh, well, the famous one that I played at the top of the show. You son of a bitch. That smack, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they did that in post, they were slapping a, a big beef thing hanging in a freezer or something. It's pretty good. All right. here. Oh, boy. Here he goes, I wrote. Bunch of slap jawed around here this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus tyrannosaurus <laughs> tyrannosaurus source i love it uh he also used the f word not the f word but the f word and that annoyed me i guess back then huh. we were still calling each other uh the f the the f word yes right <laughs> yeah the other f word yeah and uh I think- I think watching this movie in the early 1990s, I was really impressed with this stuff. And like, I can't even get into that headspace anymore, but I just remember being like pumped up sexual tyrannosaurus pumped up, you know? Yeah. 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 Doesn't exist now. It was all, it was all a lie. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm just picturing Ventura on the toilet right now. And it's just not, it's not, he's no sexual tyrannosaurus is what I'm saying. Cool. Bits all over the ground around <laughs> the bathroom floor. All right, here's 
Uh, what's this? Oh, this is a line I never hear, but I think should be as popular as any of them. So here it is. Took him out with a heat seeker. Heat seeker. Heat seeker. Take him out with a heat seeker. All right, Billy was awesome, I wrote. What happened here, Billy? Strange, Major. There was a firefight. They were shooting in all directions. Can't believe that Jim Harper walked in an ambush. I don't believe he did. I can't find a single track. Just so cool, man. Yeah. That badass. Man, I really wanted to meet Jim Harper by the time it was over. I was yep. like, Jim Hoppa, Jim Hoppa. Yep. Every five he, minutes of Jim Hoppa. Brought him up was a his, lot. I don't I don't know whether his last name is Hopper or Harper. I <laughs> <is> Hopper <laughs> and is is Hopper and is nodded to in uh Stranger Things on Netflix. Oh, That's okay. the character. So it is, is Hopper, not Harper. Yeah, it's okay. Hopper. Hopper. I assume Arnold was Harper. saying Harper wrong. But well, yeah. What do I know? All right, here's a <laughs> here's what he'll do to you. I don't care who you are back in the world. You give up a position one more time. I'll bleed you real quiet. Leave you here. Wow, jeez. Wow. By the way, Max death is the one that haunts me the most because that shot of the missile hitting him in the head and then all the blood hitting the camera, that's rough. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that then you get to see his full head twice after that. Like, yeah. It's just different shots from different angles of his head. And yep. you see his face and he's he, he's all put together. Yeah. Like, wait, I just saw him explode. Yeah, his head yeah. should not be on. But but mm-hmm. but even right. but even still to this day. There is something really haunting about that dude. He's going a little bit jungle madness, yeah. right? He's his friend's dead. Mm-hmm. He's losing it, and he's hidden in those trees. And that actor has these uh, these eyes that are <clears throat> they're almost everything to his look. Yeah, Bill Duke's eyes are I don't know staring and yeah. just like they should yeah. be in every horror movie. He should be Candyman. Like I don't know why they didn't <laughs> hire him for Candyman. Mm-hmm. But something about Bill Duke looking up from under those trees and seeing that thing in his last moments are—it just sticks with me. Of a, like a so, lot of movies, uh, it's something's always that tragic does. to me about any character whose ambitions to avenge the death of a loved one or fallen warrior, and then they're cut short. That always makes me super sad. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Bill, Duke it's like and- oh. How's he doing? Do Let it. me just see what it's he's just, looking it's like. It's especially there. like he has a great position and Predator isn't seeing him. And, mm-hmm. and then he comes out of it to try to attack. And that's when he gets ambushed. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, you kind of made your own consequences there. there. Yeah. Uh, whereas Billy... <laughs> Billy just stands on a bridge and takes his clothes off. Yep. yep. <laughs> Knifes his chest. Ignores yeah. everybody, cuts himself, and then runs. Uh, by the way, I just put a picture of Bill Duke these days. He's just a cool those, dude. He's a is cool he sitting guy. in a... Oh, okay, at first I thought those were like cigarette butts. No, they're like... <laughs> was, they're like a, I thought that, that wick, chair was made out of cigarette <laughs> butts, but it's not. It's, it's wicker. Woven. It's, it's wicker. Yeah, yeah, it's well, wicker. It's the wicker, wicker man. It's the wicker man. It's the wicker man. No bees. Yeah. No bees. That's all he asks. No bees. <laughs> Bill, anyway. Bill Duke was just my favorite thing. Like, I yeah. would go out of my way to watch cra- a crappy Cinemax movie starring Bill Duke, oh, uh, like if I could find it. Bill Duke's great. He's a, one of the most. Uh, I don't know. There's something iconic about that dude. Still around. Still with us. Still kicking. I don't know if he's making and, much movies. Money, and but. he's in the the film I have forgiven the most in my life, which is called Payback. It I stars, love uh, Payback. Payback. Why don't we watch <laughs> Payback? Because we should watch it's, Payback. Because it's Mel freaking Gibson. I don't care. I love that I, movie. I love Payback so much. I think oh we haven't gosh. watched a Mel Gibson we've watched, movie. 
We've right. watched Gibson movies since he went off the deep end. I, oh yeah, he's been going off the we deep end before film Gibson movie started. Just this past year, yeah. with, uh, <laughs> exactly. in the last yeah. couple of months. Yeah, we yeah. should watch Payback. I love freaking. That, oh yeah. my god, yeah. that, that movie may actually rival Predator for the most manliest movie ever made. Yeah, I yeah. mean Payback is is just disgustingly manly. I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. We should watch Payback. Yeah, um, we'll all right, right there. Next clip. Uh, this is. Uh, Oh, <laughs> what it sounds like to me is he's saying targets are sit on the falafel. <laughs> so you guys tell me if that's not what this sounds like. So again, targets sit. I'm sorry. Targets are sit on the falafel. Enjoy. Targets are sit on the falafel. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it sounds like a falafel. Once you, once you tell us Shopper. what you hear, I cannot hear anything else. Because I'll play it again without any preference or without any uh, you know intro. And you guys tell me what you think he's saying. Targets are sit on the falafel. I don't Targets know. Targets at the center of the falafel. <laughs> Targets are set on. Yeah, I don't know. Targets the center of the falafel. <laughs> Targets, Targets are set on the falafel. Set on the falafel. That's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, dug in. Son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's a weirdo, but I, I could listen to him talk all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I think he's weird a, accent. He's yeah. such a weirdo. Um. All right. Here's that line that Brian likes. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's the part that no one ever plays, okay. but I like that part. Do you uh, have okay. time to duck? Yeah, you got time to duck? That was pretty funny, too. All yeah. right. All bullshit. It's all bullshit. All of it. All right. Arnold getting all worked up. That's pretty good. Uh, okay. Here's here's him saying the hopper or the hoppa. So what story did you hand to hoppa? Hoppa. What happened with the hoppa? Was he in the chopper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the hoppa and the chopper. Uh, all right. Here's wake up. Oh, uh, Carl Weathers wanting him to wake up. I woke up. Why don't you? Now, it's my least favorite part of this. Why don't you? He goes, why don't you? Because it's uh-huh. a big old in the first part. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> just that, like he just drank a bunch of syrup. Yep. And, uh, Yep. Ugh. Are you doing that on set? Put the syrup away, Carl. All right. Here's um. Okay. I don't know what he said, so you guys are gonna help me interpret this one. I didn't put an interpretation on it, so we'll we'll hear this fresh. Here you go. I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. A broke yeah. dick dog. Yeah, is, like is a dog with is? a broke dick. <laughs> <laughs> Your clarification why? is the why, best. Why would you? Why, just why would that? Why would that change your opinion on whether or not you would wish it upon it? Right, right. I, mean, I don't know. You know That's why like I'm that, confused. That dog's already useless. I wouldn't wish more. Right, more harm upon stuff him. On him I guess. Or I, here, or maybe the let's hear it one more time to make sure we're right. I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. A broke dick dog. All right, I, mean, I looked it. Up. I looked it up. The uh, uh, what does Billy mean by saying broke dick dog? <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, let's it's see. A here. Fixed dog, maybe. Broke dick is military slang for someone who is always or frequently unable to do their job because they are injured. Frequently, with the implication uh, the person is either exaggerating or completely lying about their injury. Mm-hmm. Short of an outright traitor, it's one of the worst things you can be in the military. Broke dicks are usually subject to hazing, insults, and other "quote unquote" corrective training, i.e., uh, socks with bars of soap in them. Oh, uh, yeah. see, we were going too literal. Yeah, yeah. We were, <laughs> we were thinking about a literal. Why? Did, like, I don't know the dog though, right? Like, yeah, what's uh, the dog part? Yeah, I don't maybe know. a dog's yeah. a, 
And I, I just want you to know, mm. I have searched the Predator script for <laughs> targets, for set, for... I searched it for <laughs> every... Did you look I, for falafel? I searched for every exclamation point in the entire script to try to see if I could find that line. It is not in the script, and that that is why it's so, so bad. Like, it's just it's just an ad lib screamed in from across the room. I, I cannot find it. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> um, here's the sound that is so classic, and Brian did a crazy impression of this earlier. Here you go. Uh, apparently, that is like Peter Cullen. Yeah, he's doing that. Yeah. It's I really didn't... just a snore. It's an open mouth snore. I think I probably make that noise a lot more than I realized. <laughs> I've been doing this thing lately. My wife, I swear, she wants to divorce me over this. Like, will I do this thing where I, when I'm eating, sometimes I will not even notice I'm doing it. I'll take a bite of something or I'm chewing or whatever, and I'll go, like, I'll make a, a little sound out of my lips. <laughs> and she's like, dude, really? if you do that, if that's a sign that you getting old or something... <laughs> I don't know what it is. She hates it. And I'm not trying to do it, but there it is. All right. This made me laugh right here. It's about lizards. You saying that Glenn and Hawkins were killed by a fucking lizard? It's a bullshit sight job. There's two or three men out there at the most. Fucking lizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your bleeping makes me laugh. Yeah. Bleeps yeah. are better. They're it's, funnier. It, it's truly, it's like you figured out the minimal amount of bleeping and then dialed it down a tiny bit. Yeah. You got to <laughs> keep in just the and the. You know, you gotta, you gotta yeah, get in the just middle. Just enough to let you know what you were, what you were hearing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. It's a, there's a trick to it. All right. Here's the bleeding uh, part. If it bleeds, we can kill it. There's a lot of blood references in this movie. Yeah. 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 The movie's a blood yeah. sacrifice and, in Hollywood. And still, how does he know that's blood? How could he? Could be antifreeze from a from another helicopter, another yeah. chopper. Yeah. Did, didn't they say they used? Uh, trivia claimed it was that stuff out of glow sticks. And uh, oh, siloom or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know if that's the actual liquid. I, in there I was always told as a kid not to open company. those because they'd kill you. It'd give you cancer or something. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was an old wives' tale. <laughs> it's still like some bullshit excuses. Yeah, it's just it, like, does. it does. Can I eat this? <laughs> no, um, d- no, <laughs> cancer. Right, I guess I'll go break open the thermometer to get the mercury right. out. Right, <laughs> because I don't actually know what's in there. Someone's going to go ahead and side with the don't i think you're right i think that's what our parents right. were doing i really do absolutely yeah. that's what i would do i mean if my kid comes up to me and asks me about some kind of thing that i don't know and it's like can i drink this no no that might give you something don't 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 yeah, yeah i think don't that's what it. broke the dog's dick right yeah the broken dog, yeah, dick. dog yeah that's why the can dog i is- can i drink this out of this magic eight ball i <laughs> no <laughs> no oh, yeah, what's in there i don't even know is this water it's just oil it's just blue water oh is it is it it's olive oil, oil? Oil? It's not olive oil. It's just like just oil. It's a oil yeah. to make it float f- slow, right? To make the little cube uh-huh. in there move slow. And stuff. Why is it yeah, that I've... color? <laughs> it is because it's mysterious when the when the tetrahedron tetrahedron fi- finally comes yeah, up to the, to the surface. Top. Yeah. I went through a, I went through a phase in college where I was like, "Hey, I'm a chemistry student. I'm going to investigate everything," and like broke right. open a magic What's that ball, it? and then. Mm. You know, like that's actually a cool idea. Like, I would, I, I yeah. don't know why I never thought like of it, but again, oil, I probably, like, my parents probably warned me. They probably said, I know they did about stretch Armstrong. They're like, you will not open yeah. that up. Do not let whatever's in there out of stretch Armstrong. Yeah. And they were I right. I don't know how he's doing that, but don't let it out. They were right because once we cut one open, it's the stickiest, oh, worst material it's everywhere. It's terrible. Oh, really? It's horrible, oh, yeah. dude. Like you'll get it into something and you'll never get it out. It's horrendous. 
stretch like Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, don't cut yeah, to get into a magic eight ball. I had to clamp it on a, on a countertop in the lab and then take yeah. a hacksaw to it. And once it started leaking, I found out, you know, it's like mineral oil. It was flammable. I remember setting oh, fire to the oil. That's cool. Hmm. Will you burn? <laughs> Check back later. <laughs> that's a great. You should, <laughs> dude, you were like, like a, it should be used as a weapon in a. Uh, right. 80s, uh, oh, that's not a bad movie. idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we don't got nothing. Got to improvise quick. What, yeah. Tell me that magic Randy, what you're describing is the next great TikTok channel. You should make some get that going. You know, oh, I promise you there's dozens. I, I don't even have to go look. There are there are chemistry lab TikTok channels for days. I'm yeah, certain of that's it. true. I'm, there's there's nothing not being done, but you were ahead of your time is what I'm saying. Nice job. Right. All right. Here's some uh, going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. 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 I think Bill Duke's going to have some fun. That Does he have some fun? Favorite. Yeah. 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 10 okay. seconds of having fun, he says. If, if he, just, he just didn't know that he was going to Wang Chung. <laughs> right. Oh, thank God they weren't listening to that in the yeah. chopper on the way yeah. over. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be fun. Everybody have fun tonight. I think Everybody that's what we Wang should Chung do. Tonight. I think, I think we're going to have the listeners send in a dubbed version with their favorite song. Yeah. We built the city on rock and roll. Yeah. We built the city on rock and roll. Oh my gosh! Uh, that's terrible. I got my mind right. set on you. <laughs> it just writes itself. All right, here's uh, it does, it totally here, does. here's your famous line that everyone thinks is from all his movies, but it's just from this one. Get to the chopper! I guess it's from uh, he did it. He did it again in Expendables Commando. Three, uh, right? Like his as a throwback. Commando too. Did he, did he do it in Commando? Commando? I don't remember. I Get to the chopper! I don't know. He only had so many lines that he would do, so he would always. You know, Scott, do you have any more clips? And is it "I'm right here"? Come and get me. Uh, yes, <laughs> and maybe. Yeah, yeah the answer is I'm yes, here. and maybe. Uh, here's one Come of the predator yelling. So I guess this is Peter Cullen. I don't know, but here's the predator. Oh! Or is that Arnold? Are you telling me you didn't extend that? No, because that's, I that's swear that feels extended. <laughs> No, that was, and I take it back. That was Arnold yelling. Sorry, that was his. Uh, uh, okay, good because I was about to say I rem- I don't remember the med kit scene being that long. So that that was Arnold screaming to right. get his attention. He's, I right, remember yeah, that yeah. being that long. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty long. Yeah. All right, here's oh, also, when he does the torch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Man. Arnie is also letting out his frustration at the situation, right. and boy, I felt it. I felt yeah, really yeah. frustrated with him. It's pretty yeah. amazing. I feel frustrated for and near him. All right, here's his uh, ugly mother effer moment. Ugly mother f- There you go. That's pretty good. Great line. Great yeah. line. Uh, kill me. Oh, I like this. Come on. Come on. Kill me. I'm here. Kill me. Jeez. I'm here. I'm no, here. not that way. Don't go around. <laughs> Still impresses me to this day that someone thought, oh, you know what? We're going to have him be so smart as the hunted, as the prey. That he sets up a trap for the alien to find and discover, and then sets up another trap that's the actual real trap, mm-hmm. right. and and uh, you know it's it's put in a place that the alien is likely to go mm-hmm. once it discovers the first. I don't know why. I just think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I want to give a beer to somebody who came up with that. So yeah, smart. It's a good time. Um, all right, here's that alien voice, which I like this part. It's when he laughs that I don't, but I like this bit. <laughs> Oh, 
robots roll, roll out. out. Yeah. No, he's saying <laughs> I. He's saying I am Iron Man. That's exactly what I heard. Iron Man. Just uh, play it again. I am Iron Man at the beginning of uh, Ozzy Osbourne's. Yeah, you're right. It's very Iron Man. <laughs> totally and then his his 20 minutes of laughing. That oh, was no, my this favorite. is the worst. All right, so <laughs> I only did 10 seconds of it, but this is the worst idea. I don't know who approved this, but here it is. <laughs> it's terrible. It is yeah. terrible. It's a bad, I love it. It's a I wouldn't idea. change a bit. It's uh, yes, you would. I would yeah. change that no. beat. Keep it. I, I would absolutely. I would keep the laughing, but I would get rid of Vincent Price, and I would. <laughs> I would try to find some kind of alien laughter. Yeah, yeah, have it match the voice we just heard him say. You know, like have it be right. weird right. and uh, out, not non-human. What do you want to be a French or something? Ooh, ha ha. Sounds <laughs> like a Skeletor. Yeah, he does. He sounds like. It sounds like Vincent Price as Skeletor. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. All right, well that uh, that takes care of your your clips, which means we got to do this. Well, it's the film sack checklist, everybody. Uh, Carl Weathers will always be sweatier than you are. Check. Uh, someone revoke Shane Black's joke card, please. Check. And finally, mud solves everything. Check. Mm-hmm. Always use mud. That's what I say. Hey, mm, Star Trek mm-hmm. Connections, Randy, do we have any this week? Why, yes, we do. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall, the the Predator, uh, was also the helicopter pilot at the end. He was in The Next Generation as Leor in the episode The Price. Oh. Uh, I noted a couple of music artists because they just kept coming up. Mm. That's uh, Tom Boyd and James Thatcher. Uh, clearly studio musicians. Uh, in in this movie and in everything, they're in every movie. Star Trek: The Motion Picture, The Wrath of Khan, The Search for Spock, The Voyage Home. Wow, everything. Wow. These two music artists, it's just almost like like Tom Boyd was hanging around the studio with an oboe, and that's yeah. like you got this guy in everything. Um, hanging out also, with uh, is Mark Silvestri's our score runner dude here, right? So I guess they're working for him. Is that the deal? I I I don't know. It's it, it gave me the impression that there were some musicians who were just uh, on contract, uh, like like in Hollywood. When you get your orchestra together to do some music, there's yeah. some musicians that are always in it. Yeah, and that that's makes sense. What what I was felt like I was noticing. So yeah. uh, the other one is Richard Chavez. That's Poncho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard mm-hmm. Chavez was in a Star Trek Voyager episode called Tattoo. Oh well, there you go. Hmm. He was a little tiny guy that told the plane was coming in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, excellent. Now we get, to, <laughs> we get to the soundtrack grade. I thought Mark Silvestri's soundtrack is B.A. for Badass and Perfect. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Holds up. Strong, strong stuff. Uh, perfectly suited for the kind of film that it is. That's Alan Silvestri? Or Alan. I keep saying Mark. It's Mark Silvestri's yeah, Mark the Silvestri artist. Mark Silvestri is a comic artist, yeah. Yeah, the Wildstorm guy. I don't know why I keep doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, okay. uh, one of the original say- Image Founders guys. He's pretty great. He I'd is, say yeah. Alan Alan Silvestri is like top ten in my Spotify playlist of action movie uh, uh, clips. Uh, what are they called? Tracks. tracks. I have a I have a Spotify playlist of action movie tracks, and Alan Silvestri's in there a lot because uh, he he did you know Captain America and Avengers Endgame. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. That was him because Endgame's yeah. amazing. I mean, I know they're riffing yeah. off themes that others have sort of worked on, but Endgame soundtrack's really great. Uh, the uh, totally underrated uh, the A Team movie, which we saw 
for film sack. Uh, Alan Silvestri scored that, and I love that score. Did we watch that for film sack? I've oh, never seen that one. Surely, hold on. No, don't give me that. 18. I've never seen it. I don't think. I know we've done eighteen episodes, but have we done? Nope, we have not done the eighteen movie. <laughs> Guys, I know we need to do it. I would love to see it. I never saw it. I've never seen it. That's how I know we haven't. I've never seen it either. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I meant to. Brian Ebbett, you haven't seen the A Team movie. Why is that? Why, if of all the people of the four of us, why yeah. would yeah, I be the surprising one? Yeah, you you never watched the show. See it. Yeah. Did you even see an A Team TV episode before we did Film Sack? Not before we did Film Sack. That's no, what I thought. Yeah. You, you, yeah. and it's that, and the uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, uh, Dukes, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, or Magnum PI. Now, if there or... was ever a Love Boat movie, I would have been all yeah. over. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so confused right now. <laughs> it's just because because I think of this A Team movie not not only as something I've seen several times since it came out like eleven years ago, but like I think of it as something that I've talked with you guys about specifically. You may have. About, oh, I'm sure we've talked about it. But yeah, like we, Charlto Copley as Murdoch yeah. is just like a, a, a miracle. Yeah. I, I don't know. You got uh, Liam Neeson as uh, uh, Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. Um, yeah, Brian. Me, yeah. Never <laughs> seen it. Yeah, never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it either. We should watch it. That's one we should when, get on the list. When, the, should, movie, yeah. when the movie came out, I went to, I, I spent an entire week making an intro to the instance that was based on the A team. I remember that. Like I, the, if you I, can find them, that, that whole thing. Yeah. I remember. And, that. and that, like, that was like that. the, you can, you can pin the movie whenever that came out to that episode of the instance that starts with the A team theme. Well, currently available on both Amazon prime and Hulu. So What's your excuses. All now? right, it's it's going into our hot action movie <laughs> summer, guys. I'm 100 down with it. I'm excited. I always thought it was uh, just Bradley Cooper's face is just the perfect casting. I just think mm-hmm. that's a great idea. And weirdly, Liam Neeson looks like freaking Hannibal. It's weird. Anyway, we gotta play. We gotta watch that. Let's yes, do that. yes. Hot action movie summer. The 18 coming soon to film side. It's crazy that that was a year after District Nine. Uh, Chupac Chopley or whatever his name is. It's not Dupac Chopley. <laughs> Dupac, Dupac Chopra? Yeah, du, Dupac Chopley. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he was on a roll. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Don't get me wrong. I think that dude's great, but, you know, I can't say his name. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And I think this week I'll start with Randy. Predator, a bunch of really, really, really really incredibly unbelievably overwhelmingly really sweaty dudes mm. and exactly one woman who <laughs> doesn't want to be there so bad that she's pretending she doesn't speak english <laughs> True story. just like a saturday, saturday night, night it there, yeah, yeah. felt it i felt it in my bones all right well done brian don't want to disturb it's in the force predator this movie will make you a damn sexual Tyrannosaurus. Little tiny arms, just like me. You son of a bitch. Rated R for some mild language and muscly arm porn. Yeah. Yeah, you really got, you, those muscles didn't, uh, they've They're really had an effect on you. All yeah. over your intro Is and a, your outro. Yeah. Yeah, sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Have you never seen them? They got the little, t- how do they even, how know. do they even mate? I don't know how they mate. They always freak me out. I mean, we. I don't think we know enough about them. Big old like, giant heads, tiny little arms. For all we know, the what's that? You guys, I went down a rabbit hole once where 
we we're, we're we're basically this is what's happened. We have these skulls and bones and stuff from dinosaurs, and so we have to approximate where we think the flesh and muscle and you know protrusions are and anything like that. But it's kind of guesswork. We do the best you can with yeah. scientific evidence, but it's guesswork. So what they started to do is take bones of like people or regular animals, like a cat or a dog, <laughs> and then without knowing what we know, right. we just make them what we think they look like, and it's horrendous. It's called short yes. skinning. What do they call it? Uh, ah, my daughter and I did this, but it's basically you—you yeah. want to see some alien shit, yeah, like a yeah. rabbit. We if we if we only had bones of a rabbit, we'd have no idea what a rabbit looks like. <laughs> so we're kind of like we're kind of like uh, when when we take apart electronics and go, okay, then hand it to somebody else and go, put this back together. But you're right, Kinda, right. Yeah. Let's see what you Same get. Thing. Let's see what you get. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's a bit of that. It's just crazy because we just don't know about where tissues, certain tissues, and like um, uh, what do you call right. it, stuff, uh, cartilage was, and things like that. So we just. Pulled skin over the now, bones the now, best we could. So realize we this is a fun uh, experiment with lay people. Don't think that there's a conspiracy about dinosaurs, people out there, mm. and run think, well, dinosaurs aren't even real. We can't even put them together. No, it's scientists. Don't get educated. Sp- yeah, with lots of research, you could put it together properly. Yeah, you could figure it out. But right. we're but we're still learning. We just figured true. out the feather part and the coloring and some of that stuff's coming to light. No, it's, you know, whatever. Right. We learn over time. That's what science is. Mm-hmm. It's not an exact science. It's science. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> did we do Brian Ibbett yet? Yeah, we, we did. did not. Nope, no, no, Brian Ibbett. Yeah. Redditor putting tiny bones together. Couldn't remember. In the wrong order. Right. Brian Ibbett's turn. Actually, it's great because actually during that time, Twitter increased their character limit. So, uh, <laughs> okay, well, but I don't need it. Okay. Uh, right. Predator. Every time the Predator was on screen, I had a feeling of dread. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dread. Because he has dreads. Okay, I was trying to connect Stallone and Judge oh, Dredd. I was, Dredd, no, I no. was way out there. Well, See, I was it really thinking. wasn't worth the wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was still good. I just forgot he had dreads. The problem is we're filming. Take, take away my my dad joke card too while you're at it. Well, only temporarily. You can get it on your way out. It's fine. Right. Uh, let's move on to the alternate titles. Oh goodness, this was almost called Ten Men and a Lady. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> or stealthy vagina alien gone get you. Right. Oh, here we go. Here we are. Here's my new Twitter post. Ready? All right. Man, uh, predator. Man, that predator's face is really big. Man, that predator's face is really big. <laughs> oh, it's even better. Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. There we go. Yeah, here's right. your card. You can sometimes, have it. Oh. sometimes I just need to workshop it. Yeah. Wow. Why'd you say that twice? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I see what you did. Hey, uh, we got emails. Uh, filmsack at gmail.com is the email address. We love your feedback. Please keep it coming. We got one from Chris Lawrence from Bournemouth, England. Cool name. Uh, it says, "Hey guys, the Bournemouth part, not the Chris part." I'm sure Born, Chris is Bournemouth. 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 The Bournemouth identity. It, it's spelled like Born, like Born identity, but the E. Yeah. 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 But you, you don't you don't pronounce the mouth. You just say Bournemouth. Do you go? Jesus H. Christ, that's Bournemouth in England. Do you say that like they do on the TV? <laughs> Or in the movie, yeah, just like that. All right. I, I don't know if English people put the H in Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure they do in the movie. No, they say think. Jesus Z Christ, don't oh, they? Like, oh, no. oh, oh, right, God. Zed, always. H. Zed. They wonder, say Jesus H Christ. H Christ. That's <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Jesus wonder, H Christ. You wonder. What? And as a special joke for my biology uh, students out there, uh, the H stands for haploid. There you Please go. Please carry oh, on, Scott. Haploid. Okay. 
Nice I wonder if people ever listen to this podcast and go, I wish they would get to the damn point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure some right now are like you and are saying, get to your damn email. Here it is. No. Hi, guys. I'm a longtime listener to the podcast from the UK, and I think there's a film that would be perfect for the show. Uh, I want to suggest a, uh, that you sack the film Doomsday from 2008. This was directed by Neil Marshall, previously made Dog Soldiers and The Descent. I never heard of any of those. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. It's Descent said, is the... Uh, I, the women go spelunking and find like oh, the aliens. horror movie. Yeah. That's a cool. Yeah, movie. That's a cool movie. It is a cool. That would be another great one to add to our list. Oh, that one made me. Scringy. And this is 2008's Doomsday, right? Yeah, 2008. He says, okay. says it's set in the Mad Maxian style dystopia future where so, modern plague emerges in Glasgow and is turning people into zombies. So Scotland is walled off and left in isolation for 20 years. When the disease threatens the rest of the UK, a team is sent over the wall to find a cure led by one-eyed SWAT leader played by Rona Mitra. I think this is perfect material to get uh, the film sack treatment if it's streaming in the U.S. Thanks for the entertainment throughout the pandemic. Yeah. It's really been something to continue to look forward to in these difficult times. Best regards, Chris. Uh, well, you're welcome, Chris. She was a that. Tomb Raider, that Rona Mitra. Yeah, oh. just... Yeah. Just looking at the IMDb, I'm seeing, first of all, very few photographs of people. But secondly, I'm seeing a hot dog victim. So Whoa, what? It's a it's a toss up. Mm. That's one of the characters is hot dog victim? Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm looking at it now. This isn't I, in some other language, is Bob it? Hoskins, Malcolm McDowell. Yes, it, that's what they said. It is a uh, it is a foreign film, right? It's a I don't think so. Uh, hot dog victim is what I am every time I eat at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. You got Alexander Siddig, who's uh, Dr. Bashir on Deep Space Nine. He's in it. Uh, yeah. Bob Hoskins, for some reason. Uh, let's see. Oh, they, only want, they only want four bucks on Prime for it. Let's, let's watch it. <laughs> uh, is that all they want? Wait. Will they pay you four bucks? <laughs> yeah. Do they pay you? <laughs> Apparently, it's got really cool stunt work. I think we could get this on the list. Why not? Yeah. I've never heard of it, but I'm in. Sure. Why not? Why not? I like the I like the poster. It's cool. Wow. Cinematic influences on Doomsday include Mad Max, uh, Road Warrior, and Beyond Thunderdome, Escape from New York, Excalibur, The Warriors, The Warriors, The Omega Man, Waterworld, Gladiator, and Children of Men. So basically it's like they listened to uh, Film Sack yeah. and then made a movie <laughs> with all the stuff we watched. Right. Yeah. They basically... I mean, I feel like I need to see we this. Tailor it for us. If we don't That's do it for right, the show, exactly. I'm, I may watch this on my own because it sounds like something I'd like. Uh, all right. Nicely said. We children got a, of Men onto our list here. Hold oh, on. Children of okay, Men's great. Right. That's great. Oh, That's now great. you did. You definitely said it was 2008, not 2015. Right? Yeah, definitely okay. eight. 2008. And it's not Doomsday. Also when it's 2015, that looks isn't, like there a, little, isn't there a Doomsday in Wait, Marvel has a no, no, yeah, no. yeah, DC yeah there's a, here's a comic, yeah, DC, yeah, DC, correct, Marvel. DC. Uh, you must be DC because this isn't Marvel. That's right, Doomsday is it's Doomsday and Dark Side Seed. Yeah, those are your two. Doomsday is the one with the silly uh, hair, white hair around a. Yes, like he's got a weird '90s ass villain, Egyptian-looking. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Doomsday very much. Not hair, yeah. but like an Egyptian-looking thing around his head. Yeah. He's good in those fighting a cat? Games. Not a cat. <laughs> yeah, he's like a cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, here's one more from Levi Olson, who wrote in and says, Forgive me if you've mentioned it recently on the show, but you have plans to watch Boss Level on Hulu, directed by Joe mm. Carnahan, featuring Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. It's Groundhog Day meets Action oh, Movie Mayhem. Yes. Sincerely yours, Levi. Mm. We already have Groundhog Day action movie. 
Yeah, but do we have boss we, level? Do we have that? I, I, mean, I actually started watching this, I believe, the other day. Not on, yeah. Did you? And you're saying it didn't capture you enough to finish it? 2021. <sighs> Once you see one day of boss level, you've seen a lot. Right. No, I'm not saying it was good or bad. I don't remember why. I oh, stopped this has watching. high rate. People like this. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I stopped watching it. Seven out of something. 10 on IMDb, 73% Rotten Tomatoes. Michelle Yeoh, I'm uh, for, Naomi Watts. I love, good, I love a good time loop film. Yeah. All these actors well, I'd like. Apparently. Apparently, I love a bad this, time loop film. Yeah. Apparently, this summer, we're just going to watch a bunch of Mel Gibson. All right. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, see, John Wick meets Groundhog Day is what the review says, but the Groundhog that is a Day weird description. Yeah. Oh, um, Annabelle. So Wallace he's had to watch his dog uh, die Peaky over Blinders. and over again. Yeah, the Peaky Blinders guys in this. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, as I mentioned. Uh, let's see, Sean McKinney's awesome. Ken for some Ken reason, Jung. Rob Gronkowski. Doctor Ken's in this. Why? <laughs> Doctor Ken Jong. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Quentin Rampage Jackson. Mm. All right, let's get this on the list. Get it on the list. I like Frank Grillo anyway, so I don't mm-hmm. turn Frank Grillo down ever. I'm sad that uh, Ken Jeong started a podcast last year with Joel McHale, and then they went about three months and then just stopped. Oh, because it was really good. Pod faded. Pod yeah. Faded. Oh, they they pod faded so fast. They they had like uh, ten episodes in them, and then they just stopped. That's too bad. I would like to. Well, I guess you can go still hear the ten, but. Uh, yeah, seems like a good yeah, combo. Real, real good podcast. Uh, a reminder to our listeners uh, everywhere that next week we are we got a bit of an out of townage happening for a couple of us. As a result, we're going to do a pre-recorded watch along uh, episode of Twilight Zone season five, episode two, and that's happening next week. So you'll have that to look forward to. But what's really cool is the week right after that, we're back at it and we're watching the brand new in Net- on Netflix and theaters. Army of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It'll have Zambies yeah, gonna, and Vegas and all that stuff. We're going to sack Army of the Dead about eight days after it comes out. So you have time mm-hmm. to watch it, but you got to watch it in the first week it's out. Right. And you have no excuse if you have Netflix because it's just on there. Um, if some of you see it in the theater, fine, whatever. But we're we're going to... This will be, I think, our freshest... Well, it has to be. Wasn't yeah. episode seven pretty fresh for us when we did that? We watched... Uh, didn't we watch... The Expendables, like but we, the week. yeah, but I think we looked this up. We did talk about episode seven, but it wasn't a true film sack thing. I thought it was. I thought we did. Oh no, it couldn't be because I couldn't do clips and stuff. Because you would have clips. Only. I mean, it was like a just a post mortem. Like right. what did we think of? Yeah, it's a full episode. Uh, it's episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess what you know. It, it was just it, a it's weird. Just episode. basically a film sack with all the clips. Did we do intros though, and Twitter posts, and all that? I think stuff? so. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't think we did. I think okay. so. we went. We went ninety-eight minutes on Star Star Wars Episode Seven. Oh, oh my gosh! Listen, length ain't, ain't does not a film sack make. <laughs> That's true. Um, I want to do. Let me. Can I search for the sheet on this? I probably can. Let's see. Uh, just for fun here, let's find it on all the sheets. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the sheets. You can do it. Well, it didn't work. Oh, it did. Nope, that's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I just have references to Jedi, Strange Brew. That doesn't work. Firefox. Okay, I'm trying to find Star Wars. Uh, this isn't working at all. All right. Yep. That was and by the way, by the way, uh, you can just squash this memory. We uh, sacked the Expendables mm-hmm. when the Expendables Two came out. Uh, okay. Oh, we that's then, what it was. Okay. I thought we. we then, I thought we did part two nope. of the expendables two first. years later two years after expendables two came out we did an expendables two watch along 
That's what it was. Because okay. one and of those just, is a watch along. The other two were straight, straight film sacks. Yeah. Right? Straight yeah. sacks. Straight sack. <laughs> That's what you get when you're older. <laughs> the older you get, the straighter you your sack. <laughs> Um, All right, so that's next week for the watch-along, and then the week after that, the brand-new Zack Snyder business, uh, where he returns to his zombie origins from 2004 and his remake of The Dawn of the Dead, now Army of the Dead. Okay. I'm actually really looking forward to that, if I just want to put that too. Yeah, just from the first 15-minute preview that I've seen, uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And I'll be just coming back from Vegas, so it'll be interesting to... I'll be able to talk about things in Vegas... That the zombies experience. Oh, but real life. Great. Well, can you yeah, talk no, about that? No, no really. they had that whole marketing thing where you're not supposed to be talking about it. But right? Oh, can you, no, no, not anymore. Not anymore. They, they changed, changed it. it. It's not yeah. that. Oh. That's not their slogan anymore. What is it no, now? I forget. What happens in Vegas only happens in Vegas. Yeah, they changed uh, okay. it. Okay. Or they what happens it. here only happens here. They probably had too many people thinking they could get away with like murder. Uh, right. and they, when they leave right. the state and they're like, wait, I thought I left it there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I thought it's I could, like, I could, thought I could kill a hooker there. in the room and <laughs> yeah. leave it. And right. No, no, nope. right. cannot Rule number one about Vegas. Don't talk about Vegas. Is that ours? <laughs> Do we have that one? Well, uh, yeah. let us no, know. I know in 2020, the logo was what happens in Vegas overloads your ICU back home. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's still true. Okay. Well, there you go. That's our upcoming schedule. And thank you for these recommendations. We'll get those in line as well. And if you have email questions or thoughts, filmsack at gmail.com. For everything else, filmsack.com is our website. And you can find us on Twitter at filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Come and get me. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Took him out with a heat seeker. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.